Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, House of Havoc proudly presents their podcast tag team champions of the world, the big guy Chris Johansson, the muskrat Alicino, and as always, I'm that J-I-double-M-Y, the death of Kayfabe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the death of Kayfabe our pro wrestling podcast here at the House of Havoc. Today we're going to be covering all things current pro wrestling pretty much the month of December. So right away, we're recording this on January 1st, 2022, just a few short hours before the day one card. This will release after the card has ended, but we're going to give a little preview and prediction of what we think is going to go down. So without further ado, I'm going to kick it over to our man, Big Whitey. First off, let me say Happy New Year to you guys. Um, so day one, new pay-per-view for WWE. And, uh, right now there's eight matches on the card. Good number. They're going to start off with Cesaro and Ricochet versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Let me just say this. I have no idea who Ridge Holland is. No clue. And this is a kickoff show match. Yes. Yeah. No idea who Rich Holland is. I mean, yeah, so this is going to be a little hard for us. If you guys are familiar with our debut episode, we are kind of more on the AEW train. We stay involved. We stay up to date. I haven't watched a full Raw in well over a year at this point. But we're going to do our best. And we're, we're going to get more into it, you know, as we get deeper into the pod. But right off the bat with this match, I mean, you guys watching, you got anything on this? Every time I hear Cesaro's name, I get upset. I get mad that he's critically underutilized for his entire career. And that's just how I feel about it. So, you know. And would you say Sheamus? Sheamus. Yeah. I... So he Cesaro's tagging with Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Weird team, but that's Vince. Okay. And Sheamus and Rich Holland. Rich Holland, I, I believe, is like another Irish guy. Maybe not. I, I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe so not. We're just going to – we'll just say this. Uh, it's a throwaway match on – what looks to be like a big card, no Charlotte on the card, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with this one. I don't know if there's any fallout from, like, Cesaro and Sheamus' former former uh, run as a tag team. Yeah, he's in. Yeah. Yeah, I just looked him up. So, Rich Holland, he is from Yorkshire, England. Oh, okay. 6'1", 253, trained by Marty Jones. Okay. So it's like a it's like a good it's gonna be you know it's star power because you got Sheamus and Cesaro you know Ricochet you know I don't know what they what they've done with Ricochet not a lot not a lot I mean he's a he, he's a I, I've never been a fan of his at, from the WWE booking I can't say that I've seen him outside of WWE okay. uh, supposedly he's a phenomenal wrestler he's never been a WWE guy because all. Ninety five percent of it, well, not even that. Ninety five percent of his emphasis is on his in ring work, and like, you can't succeed in WWE if you can't drive character points. Yeah, you're just a guy that flies around a lot. What do you know about Ricochet the character? He's Nothing. been here for five years now. What do you know about him? Nothing. Nothing. Roughly five years he's been there. Right? Yeah. Well, he was NXT for a little while. But I think yeah. three years he's been on the main roster at least. And he's got no character. No. No, they were tagging him weird for a long time. They're tagging him weird again with Cesaro. I mean, yeah. You know, either. Put him, put him with like a Mysterio. Put him with guys that are more his size, yeah. which Vince likes to do. Trying to get him on the card. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. But. I mean, I understand. He's a high flyer, you know. And the thing is, is Vince is kind of getting rid of a lot of those high flyers. So, you know, 
it's again, it to me it seems like a throwaway so, match, just like an opener they're gonna throw. Hundred percent, it's gonna get a C grade in my my book. I can already tell you it's gonna get a C grade. Yeah. Um, this guy got drafted to SmackDown as part of the draft uh, a couple weeks in, in November fifth. You know, so a little over. Mm, Was he an NXT guy? This guy? Yeah. Okay. For three years, and he uh, said to Sheamus that he's his idol backstage, and Sheamus took him under his wing. So he's actually referred to as Sheamus's protege, and he's gonna make his debut. Um, pay-per-view tonight okay so this is this what this seems like to so me they're gonna go over what it seems like to me it's either a showcase for this guy rich holland mm-hmm. or it's what are we gonna do with these four guys on the card because every other match carries weight based on just what i what i keep up on a wwe right. where this one is just kind of like a let's get the guys show on the show. match almost always with the exception of the rare bullshit title match is just filler and getting guys to 100%. work. Hundred percent. Get guys to work. So yeah, what? What? Get... What starts the card? The real. Let's just say. Let's call it the real card. Well, I mean, again, you could go. There's any way you could open the show. I mean, you got the the rest of the matches all got juice in them. I mean, the next match on my list, you got uh, Drew McIntyre, Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss was, um, he's the guy that came out with Gronk. He was like the former NFL guy. Mm-hmm. I forget mm-hmm. what his name is. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. So they're trying him and him and. Uh, Corbin are together, and they're kind of doing like they're trying to build up Madcap Moss. He's, he's got he's a good looking guy, you know, good athlete, got the good body, can work a little bit. But I mean, you're putting him against Drew. Drew's coming out all that momentum last year. You know, had a great you know maybe not last year was the best year he had. You know, he, they kind of they didn't have him in the title picture anymore. But Drew's got to go over in this one. You know, and what are they doing with Drew? Are they going to so, reestablish him as like one of the top he, guys? They they need to because they they're begging for stars. He didn't have his WrestleMania moment, you know, because there was no fans there. Uh, I think he deserves it. I read somewhere, now, you know, this isn't Meltzer reporting it, at least not that I read, but I read somewhere just recently <coughs> that the plans for this seem to have been Drew against Jeff in some sort of number one contendership okay. role. And then what happened with Jeff happened. Yeah. By the way, if you guys aren't aware, we haven't been on Jeff once again. Jeff Hardy, that is. Rumor is he refused a drug test again for the second or third time in his career. They sent him packing. Well, what I Some heard, of the rumors are he did it on purpose to get to AEW. Well, what I heard was that they offered him rehab and he refused rehab. Not that he refused the drug test. He refused Not the test, the, the rehab. So I, I heard he refused rehab, rehab, too. Rehab, yeah. They said to him, you know, we want to get you help. And he said, I don't need help. And then... There's something weird that went on in a dark match. It was a six-man tag. I forget who was involved, but he was the live man. It was the Usos and Roman, and then it was... Um, Did you see this, Ant? Was it him, Woods? I saw him walk off, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it was any of the New Day guys. It might have been uh, like McIntyre and somebody else, like another face. So The, was, the point is he was working kind of sluggishly, you know, kind of reminiscent of that Victory Road debacle. And he he was the hot man. He tagged out and kind of just security. He, like he rolled out of the ring, kind of tried to get away without people really noticing. And security brushed him out through the crowd. And yeah. then they sent him home. Yep. And then they cut him two days later. Mm-hmm. It's weird, and I will never ever speculate that he did it purposely. Well, so I think that's I think th- I think that's a bush league take. Now his his Twitter name is um not that not the handle, but like the username yeah, that yeah. comes up. It's uh, Brother Nero, hashtag deleted. 
Well, he has to do that because he can't use Jeff Hardy. Right. So I all those yes, things. Can. It's his name. No, that Jeff Hardy is his name. Yeah. I thought Jeff Hardy's his name. He could use Jeff. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, Matt Matt Hardy. I guess. Yeah. He can't use charismatic charismatic enigma. Yeah. Well, not charismatic enigma. Extreme enigma. Yeah. You can't use those uh, rainbow haired warrior nicknames like that. Yeah. But all the WWE stuff. Yeah. So I think you know it's a shame for Drew because Drew really came into his own last year. And I think he needs to be in a big program. I think he's a star. He's a star. He's a big I would yeah. guess elite in 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 ring worker. I, yeah. I would guess that he's going to try to make this guy look strong, and but ultimately wind up going over. A hundred percent. I agree. Hundred percent. Um. So next match I got on the list again. This is not the order necessarily that the card is going to be on there. I'm just going. Uh, f- I forget what website I got this off of. Uh, but this I is. I think I was just on Fightful, so we could just say yeah. Fightful. So yeah, it's just this is just the card. So the next match we have is uh, Edge and Miz. Um, what can you say about this? I mean, you know, they they cut the whole promo. Edge and Miz were in the ring two three weeks ago on Raw, and they cut the whole promo about how oh you got other guys on other channels mentioning you. You know, Miz is is arguably the best talker in the WWE currently. You know, just as a as a performer who can talk. You know, Heyman is the best talker in WWE, but. Who who else can talk like Miz? And I think they give Miz a little bit more leeway because he is so good on the fly. And um, you know, I remember back in 2011 where everybody was shitting all over Miz. I think Miz is one of the top guys in WWE and has been for years. He's consistent. He's a good performer. Incredibly consistent and doesn't get hurt. Doesn't get hurt. You know, he does everything they ask him to do. Um, always generates a reaction. I think always. Always yes. I think. Uh, he's a heat seeker. You know, he knows how to get heat. Um, yeah, dude, that chick magnet shit was great. Oh, yeah. The chick magnet character oh, yeah. was amazing. I thought, you know, the the character he went into WrestleMania against Cena was awesome. You know, the I'm awesome. You can yeah. hate me now. I don't give a shit. You know, mm-hmm. that was, was some great, great work that he did. I think um, Edge really needs a win. You know, Edge has come back and hasn't won a lot. You know, and I I know that doesn't really make a difference. He's a he's a he's a legacy performer at this point more than he is an you know on a, a weekly performer. But I think it does. Miz could could stand to lose a hundred times, and people would still kind of pay to see him lose. I think Edge needs to go over in this match. And uh, what are they doing with Edge after? This? I say Edge does not go over in this match because we never miss an opportunity for cross promotion with Vince, especially with the networks he works with. Ms. and Mrs. season two or three is about to pop off. Oh, or is in the middle of popping off. Yeah, I still think Miz seems over. to only show up recently. I mean, not that he's you know he's not a part time guy, but he'll no. take time off. And every time he comes back, he's hand in hand with something else he's doing. Yeah. No, and, I think these are two capable yeah. performers. I think they have a potential to, to to have one of the better matches on the show. Yes. You know, I'm I'm going to say something stupid. I don't think Miz needs WWE anymore if he doesn't want. It. I think he has a career outside of it if he if he really wanted to. His show was entertaining. It is very entertaining. It's entertaining. You know what I mean? It's it's. Dude, I know he was training at the time, and it was all a ploy to get to where he got. But if you go back and you watch those first five seasons of the challenge that he's on, he's the sti- sti- eating all of that camera time. There's oh, yeah. 30 other people on this reality, or maybe not 30, 15, 20 other people on this reality show. And that shows at its best when him and Theo Vaughn are yeah. going at each other. 100%. So, I mean, he, yeah, and, and he, he always said, call me The Miz, because they called him Mike, and he said, call me The Miz, it's my, my pro wrestling. This is where he came up with The Miz, was on The Real World, and ultimately on The Challenge. So, yeah, I think at this point he doesn't need WWE, but I don't think he ever needed it. I think he wanted it. Yeah, you know? no, I think, yeah. I just, you know, the, 
the comparison between MJF and, and The Miz, like, you can make it. You can definitely make it. I don't know if WWE wants – do they really want that comparison? Like, is that what they're looking for? No. Be- because I think – No, that's all brought upon by MJF. MJF trolls The Miz as much as he possibly can because I think he sees himself in The Miz. Because The Miz – had Miz come along – like, like when, he de- when he came out – when did he debut? 2008? It's earlier than that. Okay. So six seven. So six seven. If he came out like the Miz at that point, like like MJF at that point, or I'm sorry. He debuted on the ECW brand. Right. So so say he he debuted now as that He that, debuted in two thousand three. That character. I think he's way over. Re Miz debuted with mm-hmm. WWE or with OVW? No, O three he might have been on like developmental, but he was not on TV till like, Oldman Pro Wrestling. Yeah, oh six, oh seven. You know what I mean? Or he was like there for like the tail end of OVW and yeah. then kind of Florida tough Man enough. Oh four main why roster he was a tough enough competitor. Yeah, main roster two thousand six. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I think you know he, again it could go either way. I know. think Edge goes over. I think you're right. I think he needs to win desperately. He just needs a. He just needs you know because what matches has he won since he's been back? When Edge first came back, he you'd think obviously you're gonna make it seem like you know one thing compared to another, but I thought he was gonna be more of a. Not saying every week worker, but I thought he was going to be at least a couple times a month. I thought we were yeah. going to see him, and we haven't. So it seems like it's like one of those special occasions. I know he got hurt. Well, he he, he doesn't need to be in the title picture. He just he. They gotta, I would love to see him. They got to do something with him, you know, because having them being these feuds and why can't we re-legitimize the mid card straps and give them to like main event level talents? Because the IC title and the United States title might as well be a fucking roll of toilet paper right now. They might as well be the 24-7 title. Yeah, who, they're just as bad. Who is the IC title holder? Uh, it's either Sammy or... Not Sammy. Who's Not he Sammy. feuding with? Sammy's feuding with the guy who is the IC Lesnar he's feuding with, really, right? Um, weird. Sammy. Sam. Is it Shin... Sammy's name. Oh, like, yeah. Is it Shinsuke? He, he was. I don't even know. U.S. title, I don't know either. Dude, I don't know. And, and, this, this, is the, and this is the problem with WWE, you know? Shinsuke is the Intercontinental Champion, and Damian Priest is the United States uh, Champion. I should have known that. Damian Priest, with his little, he's like having little temper tantrums and shit. Uh, not for me. You know, you know, pizza guy Rick, uh, Rick. He came to my house for WrestleMania that time. Damian Priest apparently is his cousin. His cousin. Pizza guy. Who's pizza guy Rick? Rick, who came to my house for WrestleMania. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know who we're talking about now. So he every time I see him, all right, now, prove so, it, Rick. Well, every time I see bring him, him down, I'm like, I'm like, she's like, you see my cousin on TV. So this is a shout out to my guy, Pizza Guy Rick. And, yeah, and if he's uh, really your cousin, cousin get him on the show, dude. You yeah. know, we know somebody that we were friends with years ago, uh, and his uncle is Bubba Ray Dudley. No shit. Yeah, distant, distant cousin. Oh, you told me about this. Distant yeah. cousin, uncle, yeah. distant cousin, cousin, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that, not so far not, distant. Not he super says super distant, but he only saw him at a few family events. It's not like he's at Christmas. Yeah, time. because he's busy doing other shit. But he showed up, dude. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's there, you know. Right. Yeah. So I go, I go Edge over Miz because Miz does. Miz can eat the loss. I don't know how many losses Edge can eat, and then we still care about him. You know what I mean? Well, we 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 know as people who've been watching for a long time. Edge, you know, he doesn't need wins. But for uh, a newer viewer who just got in, got into wrestling, if you were watching Edge lose over and over and over and over again, what's the hype of this guy? Then what what difference does it make? Right. So that's why I'm saying he could just use the win more than Edge at this point. I mean, yeah, I mean more than Miz. Edge needs the win more than Edge. So, all right, moving forward, next matchup we have the Raw Tag Team Belts, RK Bro, which is Randy Orton and uh, Riddle, are taking on the Street Profits. Um. 
a couple different ways you can go with this. You could have the Street Profits go over and have the RKO, RK Bro breakup. Yeah. Which, you know, do we do we really think that, that Riddle is being helped out that much by Orton? Yes. yes. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Yeah. I do. He was failing. He was on his way back to NXT or possibly out of the company for good. They didn't have anything for Randy to do. It's the classic, this guy's failing and we don't have anything for this vet to do. Let's put them together and see what happens. It's like and the, it, it works at a 50% clip it's and the, it's working right now. It's the, to me, I view it the same as like the Kane, Daniel, Bryan tag team from a few years back. The yes, yeah. no tag, tag team. It's that the odd couple that Vince loves. And again, you know, Street Profits are arguably the second biggest or the third biggest tag team in WWE right now behind the Usos and New Day. Yeah. So they could use the tag belts. Um I am a big fan of tag team championship being tag teams. Yes. I'm a big fan of ro- like rewarding like the Street Profits have a good gimmick in my right. opinion. Like, they have a good work rate. I think they like like they should Usos. Like, like they I, should be carrying the brand. Yes. Like that's how it works. I had an issue with the second ever, especially after they sold how great their tag team division, which it is, they've gotten there. But AEW sold in the beginning how great they're going to revolutionize tag team wrestling. It's going to be important again, this and that. Their second ever champion is an oddball team, Kenny Omega and Hangman. I thought they were the first the first champions. No, they? first champions were Kazarian and uh, oh, Scorpio Oh, SCU. Right, right, yeah. right, right, yeah. right, 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 Okay. And I had a problem with that because, like, now they're kind <coughs> of – Hangman's always kind of been in the elite but also kind of his own man. And well, Cody was in the elite and there was never any – like, Cody said it one, one of his – Well, the, the word is they're not even really friends anymore. Oh really? Because Cody's so big. They, word is they haven't had any personal con- like between Kenny and the Bucks and Cody, they haven't had any like personal conversations in well over a year. Well, I'm not gonna. We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll that's that for another time. Because I have something to say about that about Cody, but we won't get into that. All right. Um, so, but yeah, as far as adding those teams, I think they'll let it go on a little longer yeah, so before they break up. Here's what I gotta say on this. I think they've already tried, kind of, unless they're smarter than I'm giving them credit for, and it was always just a work. I think they've already kind of tried to tease breaking them up, and they know that there's going to be a significant fall-off for one, if not both of them, when they do break up. It's WrestleMania season. You don't have that much time. You can't have them lose today, break them up, because I think when they lose, they break up. Yeah. Whether or not they – maybe they lose, get a rematch, and then then break up after the rematch. You don't have enough time to rewrite Randy into another story for WrestleMania. Well, here's here's my question: Do you do you keep them together till WrestleMania? Yes, and they okay. fight. Yeah, that's I what think I think. If anything, you have them drop it. Are they gonna? No, they wouldn't wrestle. Would they wrestle for the tag belts at the Rumble? Do they do that still? Sometimes. Some. So, if anything, you might have them drop it at the Rumble. The problem is the Rumble now is so loaded; it's a four and a half hour, five hour show oh because God. you have two, two Rumbles. Two Rumbles. That's ninety minutes on the ninety minutes apiece. Right. So again. I, I guess RK Bro has to go over in this one because if they're going to keep it together, you can't have them lose and lose the, the belts. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me for a legitimate tag team to keep taking losses when when these guys walk away, right? For their greater good, their better story, their singles match. Two singles guys. You're 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 hurting the division. You're not building it up, and that's why I just can't. I, I just can't. I just can't it. see them losing and staying together as a tag team and like hanging around and and do the whole no. sit out for two pro programs and get a few good wins and then you work yourself back into it around like. Survivor Series of next year. I don't see them doing that. I think once they take the belts off of them, they're going to split them. Randy Orton. Do whatever they want to do with Randy, and it's probably whatever Randy wants. Well, they're going to have to have them feud eventually. I mean, yeah. because when two singles guys get together as a tag team and win those straps, and then they go apart. Yeah, they, they always do. It's Inevitably, tried they true, have to yeah. feud. You know what I, mean? I would love nothing more in my life to see Randy Orton still working, like being able to move, go to AEW. 
I would, I would too. I just think he's such a Vince guy. No, nah, he has, he's, he's three, th- three generations. Lifer. He's life, and he's got to be one of these guys that's getting over a million a year. Now. He should just hundred percent. But yeah. I would love it. I would love it. He would he would thrive there. I believe Randy. But. Randy, in my opinion, needs to be in the in the title picture all the time. Because he's that good. He could we, carry the company. He's young he enough be, still. He like, should be, but he also, I mean, if Randy's in the title picture all the time, where's the new stars? Where's the... No, I understand, but you, you they did it with Ric Flair in the in the, in the the 90s. You know, Ric Flair, who was at that point, you know, not that Randy's past his prime. I mean, Randy's probably at the end of his prime. Right. But Ric Flair and WCW would be putting guys over and still within that title picture, but never won the title at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he was putting the Benoits, the Guerreros, the... You know, he's putting all these guys over. And he did it with, like, say, the ice, you know, the, the U.S. strap or the TV strap, you know. So there's ways around it, you know. But he Of course, needs, yeah. He should be one of those upper echelon guys. And I guess as a tag champ, he is. So I guess we're all in agreement here. We'll take RK Bro over the Street Profits. Mm-hmm. The one thing that we've discussed, I want to just bring this up and then we'll move on. We've discussed this, not really ad nauseum, but it comes up, like, every year or so. We, I don't know if I ever brought this up to you, Anthony, but we kind of have this theory that it's, Kind of worked into his contract that he needs to be in one of the three or four biggest main the events. feature feature in WrestleMania. one of the three or four biggest WrestleMania matches of the Orton? year every year. Yeah, because it kind of made no sense the year he just came in and took the strap off of Bray Wyatt. Right, right? And it made no like, sense. It made no sense. He came. Out of they have a vendetta against Bray Wyatt. I don't know what else to tell you. <clears throat> well, that's why he's not there anymore. Yeah. Next match. Next up, we got the Smack the SmackDown tags, and again, every time these two teams get into the ring with each other, you're in line for. Potential classic. We got the Usos versus the New Day for the tag straps. Yeah. Usos are champs. No, champs. Champ. Usos are champs. And it's New Day, Woods, and, and Woods Kofi. Woods and Kofi. So, like, this is going to be my first if, right? Because this is a uh, the good old if-then statement. If Roman's going to retain, Usos need to win. Yes. Need to retain. If Roman's going to drop it, Usos should drop it. That's Agreed. how I feel. Because then you're going to make a weird bloodline dynamic on SmackDown next week if they're still champs and Roman lost. Like now, you, now that's not a bad way to go about it because you could just have Roman decimate them and go on, on his own. Drop I just, Heyman, drop I just, them, shit-eating heel on him by himself. I just don't see it that way. Right. So, I mean, I don't know uh, for me on what's going to happen with the main event. I don't understand why they have to rush things. Like I don't understand instant gratification. We I don't live in the instant the, gratification. The, the Heyman, era. the Heyman part makes sense. I'm okay with that. And the outcome of the Heyman thing, we don't know. He could, it could be a, a ploy the whole hey, time. Heyman still hasn't left him. Technically, he's right. kind of playing both sides right, right it now. It could be still. a ploy the whole time, and he walks out with Lesnar, you know, and 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 turns out and, and helps him. Right? What? I would love nothing more than to see at the end of this, at the end of the night tonight, Heyman finds himself in a precarious position where he's like. He's got to pick one of the He's other. either no, I'm saying he's either about to help Lesnar cheat or Lesnar's about to cheat and he comes in and you can see he's like rock hard place rock hard place Heyman can tell that story with his face without words. And at the end he winds up pulling like the belt or the chair out of Brock's hand and walking away and not seeing the finish, but he stops it from being an unfair finish. Gotcha. And then Roman probably goes and now he still plays this will there won't they game. No. Leading into their probable probable rematch. I just don't, I just don't feel like I, I think it's a good opportunity to put the nail in the coffin on the long term storytelling and extend this another three months into Mania. You could. That's kind of my. Point. I understand what you're saying, 100. percent I just feel like even if Heyman were to be a Brock guy from this point on, there's no reason to end the bloodline. You have a good thing going. It's the hottest act in WWE, in my opinion. 
I would say 99% of everybody would agree that that's the hottest act in WWE, right? Oh, 100%. So why break it up? Why? It's good. It's good TV. Don't even mess with it. So I just Usos go over. Yeah, feelings, no facts. Usos go over. I think uh, Usos go over no matter what. But coming out of this, I think potentially if Big E retains in the, in the title match, you could have Kofi or Xavier go into the Rumble and win. Crossover. And do a New Day world title match at WrestleMania. Uh, I think Vince likes it. I think the guys like it because I think they want to all work together. They love each other. They want to be able, you know, when what's as friends, why would you not want to be in the main event at WrestleMania against a friend? Oh, no, 100% agree. Yeah. And again, with the New Day, you know, you can continue on with the Usos and just have it be a forever because, like, that's the Usos and the New Day. That's the biggest rivalry in the tag mm-hmm. team division over the last five when years. When you think of like factions, right? Like we were talking about before, like, you. They're a ba- they're as baby faces it gets as a faction, right? And there's not I can't remember that many baby faces. Like they could stay together forever. Yeah. They literally could stay together for the next ten years, on and off, you know? They don't no. have to be they don't have to be making saves every time. Well, I'm not saying like here's the thing. You don't have to book it where the new day are going against each other in an, an, an like with animosity. No, hundred percent. And I think that would be so fresh and we so clean. The, like we, we haven't seen the, that. We don't get the baby face versus baby face like battle of respect anymore. Well, that's this, that's what this could be. This could be you know Kofi's had his shot. He was the champion. Now Big E is champion. Why not let Xavier get into that that that. Not necessarily. You trust him enough to put the crown on him, even though King of the Ring kind of doesn't mean much anymore. Right. But what I'm saying is, is you know they've had a good year. They've been champs, not champs, been all three of them. Oh my god. So why not the merch they sell? Every they. they, What else are you doing with Big E coming out of this? You know, you take the title off him tonight. Which again, we'll get to that when we get to that matchup. But you take the title off him. What are you doing with him now at this point? Is he going to go back to the new day? Is he going to stay in the title picture? I mean, that's a lot of this pay per view and and Royal Rumble will shake up how what's going to happen at Mania. But I don't think that's a bad way to go. So I don't think the New Day needs the straps. I think the Usos look much better with the straps behind Roman holding the title. Yeah, I agree. So uh, so that leads us into our next match, which is Brock and Roman. And this is probably the biggest storyline going in WWE right now and has been for months. Um, my opinion is you have Brock. Brock kind of needs to go over because otherwise what are you doing with him? He's under contract, right? I don't think I All right, well, we'll I think he's under contract. So if he's under contract, you're going to have him on WrestleMania. You know what? Hold that thought. Let me, let me get your let me get your thoughts. I'm going to look I want to see if I can find Lesnar's contract situation. So what I'm saying is, is if you have him under contract, he's got to be in a big match at WrestleMania. Right. And right now the biggest match he's going to be in is the one that he's in tonight with Roman. If Roman wins, basically put Puts Rock out to pasture. What's Rock? What's Brock's next move? Like, what do they do with him next? So, well, he's going to be in a main event at WrestleMania, right? And are we pretty confident it's going to be him and Reigns? Are we confident about that yet? At this point, there was a time where a year in advance we could both tell you what the main event of Mania was going to be. Right now, I don't. I, I just don't have that well, much of a is, handle on it. Like we said, is are they going to finally bring the Rock around for his last time? I hope not. I mean, which I hope not. I, no, I don't think anybody really wants to see that. You know. I think based on the storyline that they're doing with like this overconfident champ and this, you know, he's the the bloodline, he's the family, he's the head of the table. Well, no, The Rock is the head of the table. So why wouldn't they bring like that? A hundred percent. That's where it's headed. Lesnar's contract is eight to twelve fights over the next eighteen months, which was signed roughly where it would end right after WrestleMania in two thousand twenty-three. 
So next year's no next year's WrestleMania. Yeah, next, next year's, year's WrestleMania. WrestleMania. So he's there for at least fourteen more months, sixteen more months. Figure right around that but area. Yeah, it's going to be the regular Brock schedule. But it's only going to be eight to twelve matches. But he's already had a few. So take what you want. The Bloodline storyline ends with The Rock coming back. And if you're smart, Reigns goes over. If you, well, it's like the real battle for the, the, the head of the table. Yeah, if you do something stupid and you put the Rock over, God, God bless, God bless you, because I don't know what you do then. If you bury the I, top star, I think it's no secret that for Vince to get the Rock, he needs to get the Rock with plenty of time, right? He set it all up. He's got it all set up. I was reading this conspiracy theory that they set up all the dates in this year's WrestleMania and the lead up right after Royal from the Royal Rumble on. WWE is scheduled exactly where The Rock is shooting every single episode, and what I've heard was of what Young Rock is shooting or of well whatever he's on. They said they they are right outside the studio lots. If you watch where everything is set up, it's set up for him to be able to get there if he needs to. And what I heard is it's two Raw appearances, it's the Royal Rumble, and it's Mania. So you're gonna get him four times. So if it's two Raw, if it's two Raw appearances, the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, that takes him out of SmackDown, which takes him. Away from Roman Reigns. Well, I'm sorry. Two, I meant two non-paper, not two non-pay-per-view appearances. Sorry. Do you, so Vince's theory, because he's fi- he's trying to fill Dallas Stadium, you know, the Cowboys Stadium. That'll do it. And <laughs> what record does Vince did Vince have forever that he no longer has? The which is the world indoor attendance record. And where stadium is going to set? Where stadium are you able could to set, set the, the world? Dallas. Cherry world. And what match could Vince put on to fill that stadium? Get the record. And and do that. And the only person he could do, he thinks, I'm not saying that, 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 that you know, you put Kenny Omega, Roman Reigns in that stadium, that's going to fill that stadium. That's going to sell pay-per-views because you're going to have the WWE audience who wants to see their guy win. You got the AEW. Oh, yeah. If you did a crossover, you blow it away. Vince, Vince will never open the forbidden door. So the only way for him to be able to, in his mind, to do that is to get The Rock to, to, to fill that stadium. All right. Well, you say that, right? But is there another way to do it? With what he has? Yeah. Without working with AEW? No. No. I mean, yes, without working with AEW, yes. Where does Lesnar go then? That's my question. He's not going to go over to Raw because Fox wants his ass right where he is on Well, Smackdown. that's 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 my question. So my thought on it is... You think we see someone return tonight? So that's why Brock goes over. No, then... I think The Rock... Well, first of all, I will tell you this. Um, Goldberg, Bill Goldberg was on the Pat McAfee show this week, and they asked him about it, and he told them. He's like, I have one more, and I'm done. Yeah, he's. I heard that. Yeah, Goldberg has one more match and he's done. Oh so. God! And obviously please they're no. Do WrestleMania. Yeah. So please maybe, no. Maybe Brock retires Bill Goldberg if he's not going to be involved in the title picture. <sighs> what I would do is well, who's who's been Bill Goldberg's? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but who's been Bill Goldberg's biggest rival? Foil. Yeah, it's Lesnar. Yeah. yeah. They're foiled. They've been foiled. I understand that, but they're not at this point in their careers. Like, Brock can still go. Bill can't give me ten good minutes. No. Let Rock, me just Rock could give me 15. Let me just hit you with my prediction. Ready? Let me just hit you with my prediction. Go ahead and then I'll go. I think I'll we're going to see I, I think we're going to see I don't want to say a different move set, but a better move set than what we've seen in the past from Brock Lesnar. I think he's going to be different in the ring than we've seen him in the last few years. There's something about the the lumberjack hair. There's I think there's something about him that feels rejuvenated. It's not like one more fight and I'm out of here. I know I'm here for at least another year. Maybe because of that, they can slow play this too. They don't have to. You don't have to just, you know. I think we're going to see the best Brock Lesnar tonight that we've seen in years. That's what I think. Whether someone returns, what happens if The Rock's there tonight? What happens if The Rock comes out during their match, costs Lesnar the title? You know, and and everyone thinks, oh, he he joined the bloodline. And then we find out later down the road that, no, he was coming out to 
start to start this feud? I mean, anything can happen. Well, so we've we've done Rock Brock. We've done Rock I, Ro- We've done Rock Roman. I haven't done Brock Brock though since SummerSlam. Right. SummerSlam. Since, oh, since we've done Rock we've, Roman. We've, we've Rock Roman. We've done it. Haven't we done Rock Roman before? No. No. Yeah, no. Because no. I was gonna. What about Rock Brock Roman? Triple Threat. You could, but I don't think you need it. You know, I don't think you need it. I don't. So, because then, then there's bloodline, and you, you know, well, you went over because you, it hurts. It hurts, Reigns. It does. Because if Reigns goes over in that match, well, he went over because Lesnar destroyed the Rock. I, I feel like that hurts. If the only way you do this, if you're gonna cross, in my opinion, if you're gonna cross into this territory, and it's gonna be Rock, uh, rock Reigns, Reigns has to go over clean, like no help from Heyman. Clean and it's got to be the end, the end of the rock. It's got to be the end. Well, they they could do it like like the once in a lifetime, twice in a lifetime. You know where it's it's a clean match. There was no shenanigans. Clean both both matches featured a clean pin in the middle of the ring. One, right, two, three. you need what, that. hundred percent. And that's what I think. That's the style of match want, Rock wants to work at this point. Yeah, because he's you know he's pushing. He's over fifty, right? Or is he old? Fifty one, mm-hmm. I think. So, he's yeah. fifty one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And not to say that he can't get it, get after him. The guy's in phenomenal shape. It's, you know, I think this pay-per-view is going to determine a lot of what happens moving forward. Yeah, and specifically, this is the driving action of yeah. the entire company right now. What's going on with these one, two, three, four, five or six guys? Because you told the whole bloodline, Heyman, Brock, and Rock. You know, what's going on with yeah. them is really what's driving 49. 49. So he's turning 50 this year. So still, I mean, guys, no. in, Look, Jericho's he's different. And he's right. as good as he's yeah. ever been right. in the ring. They're different. They're, you know, it's different. I think, I think what WWE... WWE did by getting rid of the December pay-per-view and creating this new pay-per-view is you just elongated the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, 100%. You know why you I think it starts right? tonight, the road to WrestleMania, right. for lack of a better... You know why they did it tonight, too, right? No. There, um, there was a big... New, one of the New Year's shows from Atlanta last night. So everyone's in town and there's nothing going on today. Mm-hmm. And they were already going to be in Atlanta. I think they did SmackDown was already going to be there. Okay. Or it's, everything worked out and Vince was... well. All these tourists are going to be in Atlanta. Right. So where's the Rock tonight? The Braves are out. You know, the Braves aren't playing baseball. The Hawks are out of town. Right. There's nothing going on in the city, and there's going to be all this extra foot traffic. Bang. Saturday night pay-per-view. Day Smart. One. I mean, Vince is a genius. Let's, yeah. Let's call it what it is. So, I mean, I'm I'm good on that. I mean, I think Who, I'm kind of excited to watch the show tonight. Hold on. I might have to throw it on. Yeah, you might. Why not? You got to come over then. Who's uh Who's going over? I'm going to say Roman goes over, but there's fuckery. There's yeah. either Heyman fuckery. We might see Dwayne tonight. Uh, Roman goes over fuckery. What do you got? I'm going to pick Brock. <laughs> Just sitting here and hashing it out with you guys, you know, a couple of like-minded, like-minded young men. I think, you know, piecing the Bill Goldberg part of this together, he's got one <sighs> more match left. Sucks. It's probably going to be at this mania. I think it makes sense for Brock to send him out. I think he wants Brock to send him out. I think he trusts Brock because Bill – Bill's almost been maimed on this recent comeback. Oh, yeah. He's almost been maimed a few times. Like, More than once. You want to be in there with somebody. He, he's got kids. Like, he's got a life to live and Plus, it, it works out best for both of them because they can have that 30-second, you know, F5, F5, Spear, Spear, Jackhammer, F5. Look, I, I, uh, I, I hate want, that. I, don't I hate want, that. I don't want Rollins retiring. I mean, he might break his fucking neck. And I love Rollins. Right. But he's known for he, – he should have retired Sting, but that guy's crazy. Right. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. I mean, next match is the ladder match. Do we have IC and U.S.? Title matches on this card? No, no. So and there's the, no ladder unless Becky and and Liver is ladder match. Is that a ladder WWE match? WWE title is it? Uh, you, WWE title is a fatal four way ladder match. Oh, okay. No, that's that must be the main event then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So next up, we got Becky and Liv. 
I mean, home run opportunity to capitalize on what Liv Morgan has been doing for the last six months and put her over Becky clean. You clean. Yes. I think they won't, but they should. I think it sets up a lot of things. Uh, having Liv go over because now you get Charlotte back involved. You mm-hmm. get Becky back involved. Where's Sasha? Like is Sasha. Do you care though? I don't care where Sasha is. Sasha's oddly enough. I mean, it's, I know she's over like Rover. She's and, the second best wrestler in that com- women's wrestler in that company. I know, but like we talked about this when they did the table. Charlotte, match. Sasha, Becky. She's 107 pounds. No, I, I understand, but she's still the second best wrestler in the company. Okay, so let's if we go with what, like what Whitey is saying, right? And we we just take everything on this road to WrestleMania, and we're gonna sell out Dallas. We're gonna sell it out. We're gonna sell out Jerry World, right? That's that's the goal, right? That's so the, if that's the goal, 130,000. Oh, it gotta be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Well, they're number two right now. I think the Stones beat them. The Rolling Stones beat them. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. I mean, we can. But it's crazy it. you even consider Jerry World an indoor stadium because that's not a dome top, is it? Well, it is. You can close it. Yeah. It's retractable. Oh, they do it's retractable. It. Yeah. So it's still a football field. Let's just say, you know, let's just say we're saying we're we're booking this right now. And we say we're going to sell it out. How do we sell it out? So non title match, Charlotte Becky, not Trish Becky. No, I don't need to see Trish wrestling. I don't need to see Trish wrestling. I think I, th- I think the the match, believe it or not, and they've done it already at WrestleMania, is the triple threat between the top three girls in the company. And if uh, Bailey Banks was, Bailey's hurt, and if Bailey was not hurt, it's the fatal four way between the four of them. If what I, about Ronda? What about Bianca? What I love Bianca. I love Bianca. Well, Bianca's was, on Raw. They put the rocket ship to her back just a short year ago. Because isn't, isn't Liv, and, Liv and Becky are on SmackDown? No, Liv and Becky are on Raw. Oh, Charlotte's on SmackDown. Oh, Charlotte's on SmackDown. Remember, because Charlotte... Where's Bianca? Bianca's on SmackDown? Bianca might be on SmackDown, too. No, I think Bianca's Fox on wanted, Raw. Fox wanted Becky and Charlotte at the most recent draft. And right. they were like, fuck you. Like, you can't... We have no women's division on Raw if you I, take them both. I, I have to take a step back. Bianca is phenomenal. Yeah, but they just a year ago she was it was the sky's the limit for her, and now I feel like I don't see her name or hear about her. The last Raw I watched, she was wrestling Dewdrop. Yeah, Dewdrop. Is that uh, is that the new like fat girl, so to speak? Oh yeah. God. No, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> you know Jeez. what I mean. You know what I mean. Like, is she the only one that they constantly she's talk the, about the, her weight? The, she's the only one they the, bill weight. Like, do the, they bill her weight? Yeah, because the, Nia was the only girl whose weight. They she's build. like the plus size. You know, the, the but they're always talking look, about how big she is. She's over two hundred pounds and the, this and that. The thing that I've noticed with WWE late rate recently is that, like everyone else, they're just trying to be as PC as possible. So they they need the 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 heavier girl to be the the body the the you know your body image doesn't matter this is which is fine like that's what it should be nobody should be concerned with can you wrestle it should always be can you wrestle well that's the whole thing and WWE is now trying to check all these boxes as opposed to trying to put on a good wrestling show they're more concerned with checking boxes can you wrestle do you put asses in seats do you draw reactions and drawing reactions and asses in seats is kind of the same thing those are the only three things that should matter from what I've seen from Dewdrop she's a more impressive Nia Jax in that she can actually wrestle without killing somebody she seems like a good wrestler so since this doesn't matter because it's going to be aired after the show apparently Shinsuke has tested positive for COVID-19 and that match might not happen Okay. The Shinsuke, Sami Zayn. I thought they already cut it. Oh, they did. I thought so. Okay, they're saying that it might happen. That might not. He tested positive. Now they're not testing anyone anymore. Do you see that? WWE is no longer requiring positive tests to come to work. As of today, yeah, yeah. As as of tonight, sloppy ship. As of yeah, as of this morning, he is officially off the COVID list. So they don't know what they're going to do with the match. So I guess maybe it would be back on. I don't know. And they said so far. uh, 
Gable Stevenson is in the uh, is in the arena tonight that they've already seen. Gable Stevenson. Yeah. So he's the is he the he's the Olympic gold medalist. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So he's there. They signed backstage. Him. They signed him to Raw immediately. No, guarantee. No, no time in backstage. Guarantee he's, he's a. But gu- guarantee he's a uh, a Royal Rumble entry. So I we might see we might see him tonight. Like I know we've been begging for this forever. I'll be quick with it. Shooters, put a fucking singlet on Brock. Put a singlet on Gable. Get go find whatever Chad Gable's fucking doing and sign him back. Give me five shooters. I actually and like, just let them run. I like what they put do. Shelty with him. I'm, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I like what they do with uh, Chad Gable. He's the is Chad men- Gable still there? I thought he left. No, he's the mentor for uh, Otis. Uh, he's turned Otis into a monster. And, mon- and he- I saw he's got a new look now. Yeah, yeah he shaved, shaved everything. Yeah. It was impressive. Very impressive. He's he's. I always liked his. his he's ring a fucking work. bulldozer. Yeah. Guy. If, Shins, if Shins, Oh, are we, I mean, are we done with the Becky and Liv? Not quite. Right? Well, we didn't really pick a winner. No, I'm going. I think it should be Liv. In my heart, it's got to be Liv. I don't think they're. I don't trust Vince to do the right thing. I'm gonna say I, Becky gonna, sells a million t-shirts. They're gonna put Liv over. They should. Because Becky doesn't need the title. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Becky. I don't think he does the right thing. You I mean, again, it's a it's a tough call. I think, like you said, what Liv has been doing. I think if they don't give her the title, they have no trust in anybody but the, the four horsewomen. And if they don't give her the title, you're showing the whole locker room that it doesn't matter how much progress you make in the ring, on the mic, with your character, with right. your reactions, on your social media. She's done everything has been trending upward for the last six months for her. Liv was like the Harley Quinn girl for a while. Like yeah, that's, and that's I didn't what, like that. That's yeah. when they put the Riot Squad together. They wanted a Harley Quinn. They wanted a Montoya. And they wanted a Black Cat. Yeah. They wanted to try to do the Birds of Prey. That's what they were right. trying to do with the Riot Squad. Right? Yeah. And all right, so the final match of the evening is the four-way um, ladder match. Big E, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley. Before we get into this, let's do Shinsuke if, if it happens tonight. Okay, so Shinsuke. And- I think Shinsuke goes over because I think Sami Zayn right now is putting on a pretty good lesson on how to be the comic relief guy that's still kind of taken seriously. Yep. And he can still, he's a threat. Yeah, I mean. He Shins- doesn't need a belt. No, he doesn't. That's my other point. Sami doesn't need it. I mean, Shins, the problem is, is that Vince has these mid card, you know, he what he considers mid card guys. Shinsuke is a is a is a main event performer. Any company he goes to, other outside of WWE, which is it's amazing. It's you know, it's like the way that people are treated in the WWE. And again, it's they they choose to sign that contract. You know, Vince is going to tell you, I don't pre- I don't prevent you know provide you with with guarantees. I provide you with opportunity, you know, and if he doesn't like it, you're playing to a one man audience and that's what it is. And obviously he doesn't like Shinsuke because Shinsuke doesn't speak English real well. Gotten better though. Oh, he has, he He's has, gotten better. but not good enough to the point where Vince trusts him, you know? So I think you're right. I think Shinsuke keeps it. I don't think Sammy needs the belt. I don't think either guy really needs the belt. If you don't, if you don't like that, he doesn't speak good English, get a fucking Japanese or Chinese or Korean American manager to, to talk for him. Ultimo Dragon, who couldn't speak a lick of English, had Sonny Ono, yeah. who spoke fluent Japanese and English, you know? Done. So. Um, I will say about this uh, in terms of um, them missing the mark with mid-quarters and Vince doing that. I'd say right now, I got no problem going on the record right now. I said this the other night watching Dynamite with Emily. In no less than three years' time, Adam Cole will be the thing in pro wrestling. And they tried to change his name and turn him into a manager. 
Who's hotter than that guy right now? What do you mean in three years' time? Like on top. Like right now, he's one of the guys. Three I mean, is a long. I think no a year. Than, in no less I think, than three years' time, he is the best thing going, and not just in AEW, in the business. I think what happens with we're, we're going to get they wanted it. to change his name and make him a manager. I know well, I'm, for I'm, a guy that they've since fired. Keith Lee. Let's not get into it right now, just because right, we're going to get to our AEW. So main event is the Fatal Four Way ladder match, WWE title champion Big E defends against KO. Bobby Lashley. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. I think one of these guys just signed a very big contract, and I think in that contract was the title win tonight. That's simple. I think it's gonna. Kevin Owens is definitely gonna build a Frankenstein of ladders and tables that he's gonna wind up going through because he's famous for that, and oh, we all yeah. love it. But I think Kevin Owens closes the show with the belt in his hands. One, you think Kevin Owens wins? Yeah, I think it's in his. I think I, it's in I, a new, I think it's in his contract he just signed that he's gonna take the belt with him through to at least Mania. And I think one, it's that it, I think he wanted it. I think it was in. I don't even know if he wanted it, but I think they put it in the contract. And I think it's going to be Vince's big fuck you to AEW yeah. tonight. Um, that sucks for Biggie, because but Biggie's on the record saying he doesn't care about the title. I know, but I think people backstage and when he won, everyone was so happy for him, and they were. Listen, Kevin Owens goes over tonight, right? You know, and that he, new deal, Owens is getting Brock money, right? Like it's like three to five a year for three years. Brock's getting twelve million. He Vince is three to he, five, yeah, twelve million for all right. So three to five million a year for three years is fifteen million. That's Brock. That's Vince did what he needed to do to keep him from going to AEW. One hundred percent. He did not need him going. To when AEW. you hear what Kevin Owens said, it was best for my family. Yeah, all right, we know you yeah. got the bag, dude. That's Everybody fine. No one cares until you see. Yeah, you never seen that many. I told you that. I told you that. Not everyone's going to be able to jump over there, even if their heart is. Oh my god, I got to go to AEW. What Meltzer said was AEW financially couldn't match it if they tried. No, he Vince made a point to do that. That's fine. So I think he drives the the nail in the coffin tonight. So say he drives the nail in the coffin tonight. He goes over. Then it's Owens Edge at Mania. Be Owens Edge. I mean, see, but then what do you do with Lashley? Lashley's got to be in that title picture. It, it's very easy. So you could look. So you do it this way. It's very easy for Big E to retain, right? It makes sense. Fine. It, it's very easy to see Owens winning. We just pointed that out. It's very easy to see Lashley winning, in my opinion, because chasing a heel into Mania is like easy. Like that's like you can, you know what I mean? That's easy. It's an easy story to write. Rollins. I don't want to see him win it. I don't. I don't know where I want to see him, but I don't want to see him win it. It just Lashley being and you know having to go and beat all three of them in the same night to get himself into the match and then going on to win it just seems very predictable, very Vince like, very something they would have done in two thousand nine. So it, and he is hot. He's very hot. Yeah, but he's game. not the guy to put over in two thousand twenty two. Now he's not the guy no, to put but over. What do you do with him though? Like what, coming out of this, what do you do with him? See, these are all these are all questions that I feel like. We're like you can't. You know, you're asking us to answer these questions, Bobby right? Lashley was at his best as a United States champion. We I'm um, we just spent nah. a couple of minutes. He was his best in his early his first run as a United States champion and as the ECW heavyweight champion. Which well, okay. let's be honest, was just as important as the U.S. belt at the I, time. I liked though him and MVP together. I the team think and, it's great. I thought it was great. I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed him as champ. I think he was a very good champ. I, I think agree. He looks, he looks like a champion. You know, not just. 
you know, he comes to the ring in a suit. He looked good yeah. in a suit. You know, he looks good that's in that's a That's something yeah. he picked up in his TNA days. Yeah. He was he was he was hitting his stride, I think. I think he was. But I, I just And he's the only guy, one of I think the only guy to hold a major pro wrestling championship and a and he was the Bellator World Heavyweight Champion simultaneously. Yeah. But I feel like all these questions like consistently WWE puts me in a situation where I want a fantasy book, but I can't because it's like well, what do you do with so-and-so? Well, you pigeonholed me into this situation. So if you're asking me now, right, WWE put us in this situation where, what do you do? You, Lashley's got to be on a Mania card, right? Well, he, again, before we get into that, the issue with the booking is it's not like Tony Khan is booking AEW. And so, nobody questions him on it. You know, yes, he might get help from Kenny yeah. or he might get help from Dustin or he might get help from Cody or the Bucks or whoever. But Tony Khan books AEW. He 100%. sits down and goes, this is what I got. What do you guys think? There's not one person booking WWE. It's a room of writers that were not wrestling guys. 30 writers at this point. Right, that are not wrestling guys. They're television, movie. Dude, I was looking on on Indeed. I could apply for a WWE writer's well, that's, PA job with that's, no experience. That's what I'm saying. It's like they're they're just hiring. I'm going to move to Stanford. They're, nah. they're hiring people who are willing to go into that WWE grind work schedule who are just going to throw idea after idea after idea. And it doesn't make turn any sense for long-term booking. So as much as we would like to, as fans to see this long-term booking, you're never going to see it in WWE as long as they keep the structure that they have now. Right. So you saying as a fan, I, I always want a fantasy book WWE because you can see the talent that they have and what they could do, potentially do with this talent, but they never do it. They always go with the safe bet. So in this instance, I think, Whitebread's right in the fact that, yes, he's going to give the belt to Owens because it's in his contract because that's what prevented Owens from going to AEW. Yeah, I agree. Where, I, I say Owens goes over tonight. Where any of the other choices could make sense except for Rollins. Rollins is in there because they had nothing to do with Rollins, you know, and they needed something. To and, talent. And, and to answer the question on what do you do with Bobby and what do you do with Brock and what do you do with all these guys who aren't going to come out on the other side tonight? Move the money in the bank ladder match back to WrestleMania. Yep. Now you have eight guys in a match where it doesn't – all you need to do is have them win one qualifying match. You don't need to have – it doesn't require – it requires a month of storytelling. Right. You can start the qualifiers after Royal Rumble. Yep. So it's all the guys left over. So now say there's 16 guys left over who didn't win the Rumble. Nothing went their way. Now you have eight qualifying matches. The eight guys who win are going into the fucking money in the bank ladder match. Match means a lot more. And you, then you lose the bullshit gimmick pay-per-view mm -hmm. in whatever month they do, July, when they do the Money in the Bank. They should just cut the, the amount of pay-per-views they do they anyway. Should. 12, they should. 12 pay-per-views, it's like it, it's killed the long-term booking. You know, you look at Tony Khan and what he's done with his four pay-per-views and, like, his big TV dynamites or whatever. Like, it, it makes so much more sense for this long-term booking. WWE is a month-to-month. How many people can we get to subscribe this month? How many people can we get to subscribe? They, like, live react to the ratings, too. Like, yeah. They could see, oh, well, say KO does go over tonight, and then Monday night the ratings are a dip, like a, a dip as low as we've seen this quarter. Well, I mean, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, in the fourth quarter. Because the quarter just started. They could fucking make the, the – Vince could be sitting and go and be like, I'm changing the finish tonight. Like, we're getting the belt off of Kevin right now. Right. And that's Which is the problem. wild. That's like – but, I mean, you know. That's how he's always done it. I mean, you got to remember, when he first started, he had four – got him and three other guys. And that was it. It was Vince, Pat Patterson – you know, Pritchard, right? Well, Pritchard came later. But originally, it was like Pat Patterson, Vince, and then like two other guys. But now it's, you know, 30 guys telling yeah, them what to it's do. Too much of a, it's too much of a production. It is. So we're both on Owens. You're on Owens? You think Owens? I, I am on Owens just for the contract. That's Honestly, that's the reason why I'm on him. So 
Anything else on the general general uh, goings on? I mean, uh, real quick, give me if you had to book it right now, based on everything you just said on tonight's card. Who walks out? Who outlasts thirty other competitors at the Rumble? At the Rumble, men. Based on tonight's card. Well, based on everything that's going on and how we think now, we've discussed tonight's card's going to go. See, the issue is it's hard harder to pick now because you have two shows where where a guy from either show can win. You know, in the girls' Royal Rumble, it's like all the girls from both shows go into one Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and it's like there's still two. It's like it's so hard with the four tight, the four major titles. Well, I think the girls' Rumble means less. No, I mean yes and no. Uh, in terms of like so the winner. So you're asking me from the men's perspective. Who men, wins? yeah, give me the the man the man's winner. And I can answer first if you want because I have. Go ahead. I want you to answer first because I want to. You have an idea. I don't really. Lesnar. No, I don't think it's going to be Lesnar. I'm going Lesnar. I, I think uh, there'll be some Gaga that winds up setting at the Royal Rumble. Some sort of Gaga is going to go on that ultimately sets up probably Gold, Goldberg versus Brock. I think probably Rollins makes a lot of sense. Oh, come on. And Bobby Lashley make a lot of sense. Yeah. I can see Lashley. Or Drew. Le- I, w- I, want it, I want to book anybody but those three. Lashley Lesnar doesn't do it for you at WrestleMania? I think Lashley Lesnar is a phenomenal Lashley-Lesner choice for a Lashley-Lesner match. Lashley Lesnar would be phenomenal. But how are we going to get there? Well, we'll get one there. One of them needs we'll to get, get the there. belt tonight, probably. To so K- KO becomes the Raw champion then at that point, right? Yes. W- uh, yeah, WWE champion. So, so. And McIntyre is on SmackDown. Yes, I got McIntyre winning the Rumble because, no. like you said, yeah. Because the reason is, if Brock goes over, you shift Roman into another program with somebody else, or you keep it like a triple threat. Say if Rock's not coming, I mean, we're we're all predicting that Rock is going to be involved at WrestleMania against Roman. <laughs> so I, I think mean... depending on who wins the Brock Roman match tonight, if Roman goes over, Rock is going to wrestle Roman at WrestleMania. If Brock goes over, that gives you your opportunity, like Anthony said, to give Drew that real moment, not the COVID moment, but a real moment to cement him as one of the top guys in the company. That's why I see Drew going over. That's fair. I just And they could do it that way. I just feel like it's rushed. Like, right now, he's doing this bullshit program well, again, with Cat Moss. They have time, but, like, again, give him that moment at WrestleMania the, 2023. No, I, like, fine. Slow build it. Plan it now. But they, but they won't, but that's the issue. And then the other issue becomes he was supposed to be in a program with Jeff Hardy, who was also supposed to be in a program with Roman. Now Jeff Hardy gets eliminated. That screws up all the plans. Yeah. So it's, again, now it's that's that's the, the, the issue. Because, like, wrestling, you can make all these long-term plans. Somebody gets hurt. You know, there's a family issue. There's Someone gets a, cut. But I'm willing to live with family issues. Someone gets hurt. Stuff like that. Someone retires. You never, you know, God forbid something worse. I'm willing to live with those. What I'm not willing to live with is we were we refused to look further than six weeks into the future, and we wrote ourselves into a fucking corner. And now every way that we try to write ourselves out is going to look stupid, no matter what. Yeah, but that's the, that's where I'm not okay with it. I'm willing if you're if the whole thing gets blown up because Drew McIntyre blows out his shoulder halfway through the the you know at SummerSlam next year, I'm 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 okay with that. I'm willing to live with that. I cannot live with like. Now we have this fatal four-way ladder match, and we wrote ourselves into this weird corner where if Lashley doesn't go, go over, where's he going to be? He's in a weird spot. No, I I understand what you're saying, but that's that's the structure. That's the WWE structure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they don't look into the future. They're like in the, the pre- they very much live in the present. And it's yes men. Yeah. It's ultimately Vince. No one knows better than Vince because I mean, is he? Ru- 
up until 15 years ago, he wasn't wrong that no one knew better than him. But over right. the last 15 years or so, he's kind of losing it. Too, too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, things have changed so much. That's the problem. But it's like you it's too many cooks in the kitchen for the fact that there's only really one cook in the kitchen. Because we hear these stories all the time about how the writers will sit in the room for four hours and they bang out this whole they bang out the whole Monday Night Raw. Bring it to Vince. Nah, I don't like it. Rip the whole thing up. Then they go right. Mo- they re- they they are rewriting Monday Night Raw <clears throat> at six thirty yeah. p.m. No, so, Eastern time. So here here hear me out. That's a problem. Hear me out from a business perspective, okay? When Vince first started, it reminds me of when well when Vince first had let's just say control. It reminds me of a little bit of, of Tony Khan, where his goal is to put on the best wrestling show on the planet. Like that's his goal. Well, no. I mean, his goal was to take wrestling out of the regional promotions. Oh, I'm saying after that fact. I meant, I meant. Okay, I guess I chose the wrong era. And at that point, he he was producing more of a television show than he was a wrestling show because he wanted that national exposure. And the way to get that national exposure is to get eyeballs so that you can get sell ad revenue. Like I feel like he's not as focused on. I feel like Tony Khan right now in his mind, I could be totally wrong. Is like I want to make because he's not worried about money. He's not worried about a bottom dollar, especially right now. I want to, and it's like other other businesses. You can compare it. Elon Musk, he's not. He didn't care the first ten years about making money. He didn't make any money with Tesla. He wanted to make the best electric car. Okay, so let's just do that. Tony Khan wants to make the best product and to put the best product out there, and he's doing it right. And let's just say at some point Vince was like that too. I want to put the best product out there. I want the best storylines, and I want the best that show. That was never Vince though. Vince was always about the dollar. See, that's well, that's reason- what I'm saying. Now I feel like maybe maybe. If that's how you feel, right, then then I feel like he's so concerned with the dollar now, he's willing to let the product hurt well, over the dollar. Don't, I mean, it's 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 facts, though, but Vince, well, Vince's whole thing has always been, he, you know, the reason he 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 gets, has all the IPs, the reason that he has all this is for merchandising is to make money. Everything has 100%. always been, been, been based on. And so, like, you're not going to, Chris Johansson isn't going to come work for me, and we're not, we're, we're going to make you Big Whitey. You're not gonna make it. You're not going to make your name off of Big Whitey and then go make your own money on Big Whitey. Big Whitey's us, right? You didn't. You were just Chris Johansson, right? So you're not gonna make money, and without us getting paid on it because you would have never been there without right. us. It's so always, what do they do with the guy that they bring in, like AJ Styles? AJ Styles owns it already, so they couldn't own right. it. Right. So I'm saying, like, I'm sure there's probably. I just, a I, just I, because yeah. when Samoa Joe came in. Does him, he and Hunter, him and Hunter had a long talk and where Hunter basically told him, you're never coming up from NXT. This is how we're going to, we see you. You're going to be like our gatekeeper. And Samoa Joe was like, all right, you know, at that point in his career, it all sounds good. And they kind of left it open. At, like, we're not definitely saying you're not going to make the main roster, but our plan isn't. To, we have nothing for you on the main roster. Right. And then Samoa Joe was all right, all right, cool. Like, what are you going to call me? And Hunter said, you own Samoa Joe, right? And he said, yeah, he said, done. We're calling you Samoa Joe. I don't, also, I don't think Hunter cares as much because Hunter understands the gravitas that comes with the name Samoa Joe. Right. Vince wants you to hear a name and like Braun Breaker. No sense that he's not just whatever Steiner. It makes no sense. Other than Vince doesn't want you to think of the Steiners because then you think of all the shit that they did without him. I don't care about that. And then you think of, well, they, the Steiners and Vince fucking hate each other. Yeah, but you see what I'm saying? Like you're, you're hurting the product for, for your own, your own Everyone knows he's a Steiner. Somebody made a joke about the money's been made, but the money's been made. Yeah, but he. But the thing is, Vince. The, the reason that with the I like your 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 the points that you bring up, uh, Weiber brings up, is that that when he had Hulk, Hulk had to pay Marvel Comics to use Hulk Hogan because the Incredible Hulk. 
So they couldn't call him the Incredible Hulk Hogan. They can call him the Immortal Hulk Hogan. They can call him, you know, whatever else, you know, Hulk yeah. Hogan. But because he had to pay, you know, Hulk bought, Vince didn't buy those rights. Hulk bought those rights. So Vince said, moving forward, I'm going to own everybody's IP. You're not Kurt Henning. You're Mr. Perfect. You're not Ted DiBiase. You're the Million Dollar Man. You're not Terry Taylor. You're the Red Rooster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're not whatever that guy's name is. You're Typhoon. Right. Or what else did that Fred. Guy Fred uh, Ottman. Right. So I mean, that was the thing. I just, I just, I just feel like from a, from a, if you're looking at it from an overall business perspective, you put a good product out there. No matter what you sell, people buy it. Right. The better the product, the more that people buy. See, it. but he he has the ad revenue. He has the billions of dollars from Fox. He has the billion dollars from NBC. He, he has how, he has the Vince. merchandise deal with Mattel. He so has, what's the end game? Here is how Vince money. Gave, no, I'm Vince. saying like so. This never ends, right? This ad never ends. Like we just live in we just live in. WWE purgatory forever, mm-hmm. you think? Mm-hmm. No. Vince Vince passes and moves on, and someone else probably takes over. If nope. they don't sell. Yeah, someone like, takes over. If Hunter, Disney. If Hunter gets in that chair, I think it gets better. But no, I don't, I don't think, think so. Hunter ever gets in that I don't think so, because I think, so, I think, so, I think yeah. he ruined NXT. I think NXT had a good thing going. He didn't I, ruin NXT. Vince, no, Vince, Vince came Vince in and took in. control, and that's that when Vince. it turned to NXT. Yeah. Oh, well, it's all Vince. It's like, it's like, it's, it's horrific. I totally, 100% see if it trends this way. Uh, a sale, a sale to to Disney, where they could open up a, a part of MGM Studios. Well, Vince is concerned with setting his family up. That's that's what he wants. His family's to set up. It's set up. No, but I'm saying like he wants to make sure that when he goes, he that WWE Stephanie, goes with him. That Vince, not I mean Stephanie, Shane. Yeah, you know, they're all they're them and their kids we, are set up. He locked that up twenty years. Yeah, ago. but no, the but, sale to Disney would do that, but it would also end it with him. You know, and then everybody, because think about it. Think about what Disney could do. They could take John Cena and make him a superhero and give him and give him a TV show. And well, it's all it's all the the thing. Yeah, there's gonna be the the New Day cartoon on Disney. Don't Plus don't you and, can't think about it like that. What everybody looks for right now is content because what what media has become is content providers. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there's like your free content provider, and then there's like Disney. Disney has Marvel, which is content that they provide. They own Pixar, which is content that they provide. Disney itself, which does the animated movies and also big studio movies, you know, Cruella and whatever. ABC, uh, ESPN. Right. They uh, own, and which all these things bring them content. So if they were to buy the WWE, the WWE has one of the largest content libraries in the world. You know, like if you, you consider they own all of WWE's content, all of ECW's content, all of WCW's content, all of the AWA, you know, on onward. All of Jim Crockett, all of Deep South. All they of own the all stuff. that stuff. So nobody's going to be able to ever compete. Like Tony Khan can start a, a streaming service and he's going to have a hundred thousand people that subscribe to it. Vince McMahon has the WWE network, which is now a part of Peacock that has millions of subscribers. hundred percent. So why wouldn't Disney want to get that content from Peacock? So once the con, cause the sale to Disney wouldn't happen until the contract with Peacock ends because that's billions of dollars, you know? So ABC, Disney, whoever you want to look at, they're looking at it like we're going to be able to crush everybody with the WWE because now you get it away from Fox, you get it away from NBC Universal. That's that's what that's what the end game is is content at this point because that's where media is right now. It's content, hundred percent content, content, content. It's the name of the game. So Vince it's now the business Warren right over here. So Vince, who years ago saw this, you know, it's content because he always thought, oh, I'm going to have on television a WWE network, not a streaming service the way that that the media went to. But he always, that's what his end goal was because that pr- provides money. Because you look at what's the what's the biggest money-making event of the year every single year? 
WrestleMania? The Super Bowl. Oh, oh I thought uh, you meant uh, Okay, sorry. I should have said, you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah. in, Super in Bowl, all. Yeah. It's 100%. It's the Super Bowl because it brings in the most amount of money. So Vince, you know, with WrestleMania thought he could create another Super Bowl. He kind of did. He kind of did. Which he kind of did. They don't the do, Super Bowl of pro wrestling. But they don't. Even they, when, they don't do the numbers that the Super Bowl does. Even, Nobody does the numbers that the Super well, Bowl does. Well, yeah. No one, no one, no one no beats one the will. NFL, dude. No one beats the NFL. No, no one ever will. No. The Shield comes before everybody else. Right. Quickly, you said like back in the in the when it got bad, like the 2007 through 2013 ish range around there. Even if you weren't watching Raw regularly, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam every year, right? Just Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, definitely. Well, definitely WrestleMania, though. Yeah, definitely so, WrestleMania. And, I have friends. We have a buddy. Our buddy Nick won't watch wrestling all year. He watches Double or Nothing and WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because WrestleMania is a brand upon itself now. It's Mm -hmm. not – people don't even associate WrestleMania with the WWE. I mean, they do, obviously. But I'm saying there's some people that just know, oh, it's WrestleMania season. I want to watch WrestleMania. Right. 100%. Uh, The only other thing I said, and then I'm good on WWE, we take a break. Vince, if you asked him right now, if we got him on the pod and we asked him right now, there's one way Vince gauges success. It's not Nielsen ratings. It's not what that dick Dave Meltzer has to say. It's not what us dicks on Twitter have to say. It's not anything. It's not S's in seats. Bottom dollar. It's, that's the bottom dollar. S's in seats. Are they sold out every night? No. No. No, it's the bottom dollar financially. It's the bottom But I understand dollar. what you're saying. No, they, 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 they don't have to sell out the arena anymore. They don't have to sell out the live event that, anymore. That's how he gauges they don't, success is S's in seats. Yes. In, 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 in so much that, you know, as long as he's got that action figure deal with Mattel, as long as he has the video game deal with 2K, as long as he has the TV rights with all the companies, as long as he still has Eminem Mars shelling out millions of dollars to put their, their commercials on his programming, that's all he cares about. When he looks at his bank account and his bank account is continually growing, we're in good shape. He don't give up two fucks about AEW, and I don't care what anybody says. You know, yes, did he want to keep- I think he does. No. I don't think he's worried they're going to take him out. But no. if he didn't give two fucks about AEW, why did he just pay Kevin Owens? No, I, I know that was going to be the argument. But what I'm saying is he, he doesn't watch their show to see what they do. Yeah, definitely. He's, you don't think he doesn't watch? You think I he doesn't watch? I don't think watch? he watches, but I think, I think every he now never, and then. Like when Punk said, some called MJF to bullshit Miz or whatever. Someone definitely brought it to his attention. They showed him the clip. Someone showed him the he's clip. He's never sat down to watch an episode of Dynamite. No. I can guarantee that. He's never sat down to watch an episode of Dynamite. But they were they they were the rumors that when AEW first started catching fire, they were starting to offer the don't go to AEW deals to right. everybody. You so know, he, he, that means you're worried in an extent. He's he's gonna watch his ass because he'll never let it get to a point like it did with the eighty three weeks with Bischoff. Bischoff almost put him under, and he'll never get to. Like, that point. I think he starts shaking in his fucking boots if if Bray showed up. Over Listen, there. if they start doing like a two like a two point whatever, you know, because they're doing like a, like a million viewers a week AEW. WWE on SmackDown probably does about 2 million. I mean, and that's about the peak you're going to get at this point because of DVR and the way people watch television now. He'll he'll bat an eyelash when they start doing the same kind of numbers that SmackDown's doing. Right. It doesn't matter who goes over there. It's it's if they're doing the numbers. That's the bottom line. That's all Vince cares about is the bottom line. And what do you think Raw's doing? Raw's doing less. They're doing under a 650, like, yeah. 700. I mean, Raw... No, they are. I see. The just, num- Dave Meltzer tweets the numbers. Every I'm day. saying, but Raw, because it's on Friday? Why? Well, it's on, It's on. you know... Bigger networks. USA, USA is a smaller network yeah. than Fox. Yeah, everyone course. gets Fox. You need... Ca- I mean, nowadays, everyone has cable usually. Yeah, but yeah. Like, right. It's still... Everyone... Your great-grandma, your grandma who has 13 channels gets Fox. He, here's, yeah, yeah. Here's, here's the thing. If, if... 
as long as they're doing the numbers and and he's got nothing to worry about, Vince. You know what I mean? Because he'll always be number one. WWE is Clorox. WWE is Kleenex. WWE is, you know, name name something. Q-tips. Yeah. You know, name yeah. something like that. You know, that's that's wrestling. And he always will be that way forever. You know, we all love AEW. We think AEW it's a much better product than this and that. They're not even close to what Vince is or will be close for another 10 years. Right. All right. I, think, I agree. I think uh, when he's doing, you know, $50,000 seat arenas in, in, in Saudi Arabia, I mean, that's, you know, Tony Khan can't even get into fucking England at this point. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not shitting on Tony <laughs> Khan. I think Tony Khan, what they're doing is phenomenal. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I think that's a good segue for us to go right into our AEW part of the show. We are going to take a quick break here from the sponsors. All right. We're here. We got to talk to you about Stay Thirsty for a minute. All right. In October... We had a special promotion going on, Droptober. You had brand new products every week in the month of October. For the holiday season, we got a little something different going on. Isn't that right, Jack? Yes, sir. This holiday season, we're going to have a mystery box for you guys. You're going to use code HAVOC to get 15% off. Get a mystery box. You're going to give a gift to yourself while you're giving gifts to the people you care about. Stay thirsty, Co. Drop the whole line. Focus on you. All right. What's up, guys? We are back. And now we're going to discuss the other major wrestling program, nationally, internationally. That's All Elite Wrestling. No current card to really predict. Battle of the Belts coming up in a few weeks, but we don't really have a card for that yet. So we're just kind of going to generally discuss the state of AEW. I mean, we'll just go right into Winter is Coming. The other three match, squash match, Wardlow versus Seidel or Evan Bourne, whatever you want to call him. Um, the Dynamite Diamond match, pretty solid. Kind of knew MJF was going over Interesting little wrinkle, wrinkle with Team Taz, absolute Ricky Starks coming out. Yeah, but that's less to do with 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 uh, MJF than it does to do with uh, Dante, Dante Martin, Martin and Team Leo Taz. Rush, and yeah. Taz. Um, and then Serena Deeb and Sheeta. You know, I mean, both of them could work. Solid match. I think they went like twelve and a half minutes. I I I am thoroughly enjoying their program. Serena Deeb, I think, is I like another Deeb level. a lot. I think Sheeta. Sheeta, you want to talk about someone who needs to learn more English? Yeah, Sheeta, and she's gotten way better since the start. But, like, I don't – I you can't – she's not selling me on these programs, on these promos where she's barely getting through the English. And you could tell she's translating in her head. Get her a manager or stop talking. Not everyone needs to talk. Like, like if you can't talk, less is more. Well, the, the thing I like is that with that program, it's a lot of pre-tapes, not a lot of, like, live interviews. Right. You know, like, you can get away with Britt Baker and, and the rest of the women's division. <laughs> Going live. But, but the I think the, the pre-tapes help Sheeta a lot because then she can – you know, oh, you screwed up, let's start over. It's not like she's on a hot mic where she's trying to get this English out that she's not too fluent with. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, what I'm specifically referencing is I think on Dynamite this week, she was in Dynamite Live TV, middle of the ring with Shivani. And it was, I think... Yeah, it's a little, it's weak. Tripping on her words a yeah. little bit. And again, it's just, it's just not being comfortable with the English language. Yeah, you can't blame her. No, I don't no. blame yeah. her, but like... You get need... her a mouthpiece, yeah. write your way around it. No, because she's phenomenal in ring. She's got a great look about her, you know. I think I think she's potentially one of the top girls in that company. Better better female strong style wrestler, her or Oscar? Oscar. Oscar's the best. Oscar's the best. Yeah. Where is Oscar? Is she hurt, I think. She's hurt. Oh, she is hurt. Yeah, okay. Because Oscar's fucking. I, I love Oscar. Yeah. But Oscar's the perfect example. Like, she don't talk that great. She don't need to. No. She, she'll... And she does that weird thing where she screams when she talks, like, yeah, to yeah. try to mask, I well, think, try to mask what's going yeah, on. She's also trying to make herself, like, a real-life anime character. Yeah. Right, yeah. But yeah. still, it's like, I don't know. It makes it more difficult. <laughs> that's that Japanese culture, though. They love yeah. that. that, yeah, that, that, that like, bubble pop. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the big the big one winner is coming. Hangman Danielson won. Well, the whole sh- it was the whole show. I mean, come on. It was half at least half of the show. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was legitimately half the show, but the whole show should have been centered around that that match. Hangman Adam Page was a made man in that match. Had to do that match at the top of the card though. Yes. If, well, if that was if the second hour was all them, they would have seen a severe drop off. Oh, of course. I mean, it was hour. it was just you know, and I know we're gonna get into it now about the the finish and everything else. But Hank, Daniel Bryan helped. That was to me, and I know Hangman won the title, and that was his coming out party. But this was this guy's a star, like a real legitimate top of the card star. Who you, Hangman? Hangman. Okay. You're gonna go into the ring with an established, accomplished phenomenal in-ring talent with uh, with Brian Danielson and last an hour and not blow up and stick with that match for a full hour to me for me maybe not for for the rest of the wrestling world that match made it hangman out of page for me like takes Kenny takes the belt off of Kenny and they went about a half hour right yep they went about a half hour four star match yeah maybe sub three high threes right yep and then he comes out and does this match against Brian Danielson Definitely five stars all the way. Mm-hmm. Great match, like you said. If anything, he blew Brian up. I don't, anything, I don't he think he Brian did. Up. I don't think he did. I think they they hung with each other. Awesome. But my point is, you coming off of two of these two matches are really, I mean, you know, a little bit of Gaga here and there, but these are his last two most prominent matches that he's, we've seen him in. Two guys that have been PWI number ones, at least once in mm-hmm. the last five, mm-hmm. seven, eight years. I mean. Yeah, you're right. Made man. Right. Coming out party for sure. The, yep. Him getting the belt, winter is coming, and now what we assume is going to happen at Battle of the Belts. When this all when this is all said and done with the program with Danielson, and Danielson fucks off to his next mission in AEW, he, yeah, it will have been the official coronation. And, you know, we say this, the jetpack phrase a lot, but this, they're making him the guy. When we when we started watching it, I thought the guy had a phenomenal look about him. He looked, you know, he looks serious. He carries himself to the ring like he's a, you know, like he's a star. But he wasn't putting it together, you know. And I think he was a little trepidatious to try to 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 try anything new. He wasn't real comfortable on the mic. He's really come into his own hangman, and this guy is a bona fide. I think star. he benefited from a lot of the time off he's. Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. I like his uh, his entrance music. I, I do. I like everything about him. I do. So you think he? Do you think? Brian doesn't win, and then I bet there's more fuckery that goes on at Battle. And then, the and then you think he just kind of disappears in, in, into a different program? That was no. my one thing. If that was my one negative that I had to say, that I feel like they put Brian straight to the the top, which is fine. He deserves to be. He's a main event guy. He deserves to be there. I'm not saying that, but straight into the title picture, it's like, okay, well, now what? Well, he, he, here's what here's what happened with that. I think the potential of Brian getting hurt. Was and with Kenny going out, they knew they had to do something with the two of them because that was probably the only likeliest of dream matches that they had. Yeah, like you're having this guy who's an established WWE guy come into a company where this guy will, you know, the other guy can't, you know, the established WWE guy being Danielson and then the AEW guy being Hangman. I mean, not Hangman, Kenny, uh, Kenny, Kenny, who's who's been the you know arguably the best wrestler in the world for how many years now and now you're having this dream match right now say brian gets hurt in the time that 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 kenny's out kenny comes back they don't get a chance to have a match that's why they they hot shot that match and put him right to the top of the card so i think it makes it makes it made sense initially i always kind of figured kenny would be coming back whenever he does from the shoulder thing he's doing and um 
go right back into that picture the way I think it's going to go now, and we can get to it later on. But I think Kenny's ultimately going to come back, basically realign himself with the Bucks and split the super elite right down the middle, and they're going to have a war between the elite and the undisputed era, so well, to speak. Did you see Dynamite this week? Yeah. Okay, so they're 50-50 booking the, yeah. the, the undisputed era, whatever you want to call them, which I can't stand that. I can't stand it. Like, the three of them come to the ring in the same color gear, silver and black. They all had silver and black trunks, like if you if you noticed. Mm-hmm. They all, they like been doing that stand next to each other in kind of like a uniform, you know, it's Cole in the middle with the two guys on the outside. Why, wh- what reason would Kyle O'Reilly have to, like, did they have beef in the WWE at the end? Is that why that they're doing Cole like, turned on all of them, didn't he, at the end? Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. And also, I didn't, I didn't really watch Red a lot of Red Dragon, which is the team name of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, that predates Undisputed Era for years. Okay. They, like, that's why he said, I know Bobby's got my back, but I don't know about you, right. Adam. Because it's, it just feels like it's. Because they were Red Dragoning it up. While Cole was a member of the elite over in Japan, okay, and the and the Bullet Club, okay, I'm not again. I'm not real familiar with the background because like I, I didn't follow NXT like that closely. You know, I would yeah, neither did I. I would watch like the takeovers and stuff like that, but I would not necessarily watch weekly NXT shows. So I wasn't too sure because like I, I just thought it was fifty fifty. Like you're, are they gonna be together? And then they're breaking up from the Bucks, but now the Bucks are still kind of a Cole at the end of that match. So I just I don't know what they're gonna. I do. I think they want to keep you guessing, but they're not doing the best job of keeping you guessing, and it's it's it comes off as like very. I would not be surprised if you don't see eventually a Red Dragon versus Young Bucks match. Okay. Where Adam Cole winds up doing his best to stay out of it, you know, and they play that game for a little bit. But then I he gets involved, and I would bet he doesn't get involved until Kenny shows up, because I bet you they they kind of just do the will they won't they, rock hard <laughs> place deal, and then Kenny's gonna show up and grab the mic and be like. This guy's the problem, and go right to Cole. You right. Know? This guy has been where when, and he's going to talk shit to the Bucks too, and then he's going to come back and bring them back like the leader of the group that he is, and they're definitely the elite are holding yeah, the hands I, high at the end. I, I don't think Kenny comes back and gets involved with Danielson until he has to deal with the you know the super the super click versus, or the super elite versus the right. undisputed era. You know what I mean? And this is one of those things where I won't blame TK for like doing the you wrote yourself into a bad spot now. Because they didn't know they were going to get Bobby Fish. Right. They didn't know that Kyle O'Reilly was going to be coming. Right. Yeah, he's he's really right on the fly when it comes to that kind yeah. of stuff because the signees just keep coming in. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I Let's finish the points about the Danielson hangman, and then we can move on because sure. I don't want to jump too far away. I never had a problem with the 60-minute time limit. What I have a problem with is it should be special. If every other match is a time limit draw, then what's the none of them are time limit draws, right. you know? Well, just just before you get too deep into it, let me just ask you two questions. Question number one, when's the last time before the Omega-Danielson match do you remember a, a, a time limit draw? They don't have time limits in WWE. Well, I'm just in general, in AEW. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. So I understand that they're very close together, but I don't remember a time limit draw like that. I couldn't tell you the last one. Though. Very close together, and they're both Danielson. Right. But again, in... In the Omega match, who 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 like how who goes over? No, no, I was okay with that. I was yeah. okay with the Omega and then, one. And then this one also, like Hangman just got the title. But why do we have to do that? Because if you beat Danielson, then he automatically is no longer the number one contender. He gets knocked down to the third or the fourth or whatever. But he didn't beat him. Right. That's the point. They had to do this finish in this match. 
it's it, it it's really unfortunate that they did them so close to each one another. But in both instances, it's like you couldn't be the either guy. Look, I know we'll look back on it in in three years, five years, whatever the case may be, and be like, wow, remember he came, he got to AEW, lightning in a bottle. We gave him sixty minutes versus Omega. We gave him sixty minutes no, versus well, thirty. Thirty with Omega. Oh, 60. thirty, thirty, yeah. yeah. But still, and we'll be like, wow, that was great. Like we got to see that. We got to see that live. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And. I think it won't matter so much down down the road. Now it just feels a little oh, like was that like it was an easy way out to book it, you know? And that's fine. But if they do it again, that's what I'm gonna have. That's what I'm gonna feel like. Wow! If these judges go and and draw it up, I don't know. Then I'm gonna they feel they can't do it a third time. There's gotta be a winner. I think Hangman has to go over in that match because he needs a run. Yeah. And as no, it's as- fine. I agree. I think every title. Especially since they're a brand new company, I think everybody who holds that title should hold it for a little, little, a, 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 more than a cup of coffee. Here's the thing about TK: is he books it very much old school style. So by putting the judges in there, this is the there has to be a finish. So I don't think there's going to be fuckery. I think Hangman goes over clean. The judges are going to pick Hangman. It might go to a draw, but then the judges choose the winner, and I think it has to be Hangman. What's the possibility of a zag and this match is just over in five minutes? Almost nothing. Nope, zero. They wouldn't do that to Brian. I, you know, I, I, I don't know, because TK keeps everybody on their toes. Well, you could have you could have something where Brian, because Brian's doing the over the top, super cocky heel, right? Where he's showing off and finishing guys with all different ways, and so you could just have him like doing some real pure wrestling shit, like a drop toe hold. And after every time he does something, he's turning around to the judges to make, oh, you see that? Right. You see that? And then you just. Say he does whatever it is he does. We're only Roll seven up. minutes into a match. He turns around he's, and yelling at the judges. Oh, you guys see what I'm doing to him? Buckshot. Roll up. No, roll up. Roll up. Schoolboy. Well, I could see something yeah. to the effect of him. Like, that That makes a lot of sense. You know, him telling the refs, look what I'm doing. You know, it's like him telling the ref. I well, have, he will uh, be. He know. will be the whole match no matter what. Yeah. And I could see. Because, like, you think about WrestleMania 28. He had that opening match with Sheamus. And he came out with AJ Lee. Sheamus, uh. Brian had the title. Sheamus did the bro kick in 30 seconds and, and it was like the quickest title match in the history of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So why couldn't they do another swerve where you you as the audience are expecting, oh, it's going to be another, you know, because you, like, you've already felt the effects of it. You felt yeah. the effects of the two. Like for me, the two time limit draws, it's like this is as old school as it gets. It's phenomenal. I'm fine with it. No, I mean, I, I was but... fine with it. My thing on it is... Do I hate another 60 minutes of them? Absolutely not. It's just... Yeah. No, I would love another 60 minutes of the you two You just don't want to draw... No, it's not even the. I just felt like once, because like I said, I think I knew halfway through that match maybe that it was going to the sixty. Which one? The the one that went sixty. Oh, the yeah, right, right. About halfway through that match, I knew it was going. No, right away we we looked at each other. Yeah, we knew that that one was going thirty, no matter what. About halfway through the match, I was like, "This is going sixty, which makes sense." But I just I get this vibe that it's like Brian. It's like a dick swinging contest. Like he's trying to go prove. Like I'm gonna go do all these Iron Man matches now, and like I, I oh to WWE, yeah to WWE to any of his naysayers to the world well, that doesn't know him from Ring of Honor and well, from. You see the comments Ric Flair made about how great it was. No, no, no. Ric Flair basically, without shitting on Daniel Bryan, no, Mick Foley was the one who said how great it was, right? Yeah, but yeah. Ric Flair. So Ric Flair loved the match before, like he because he's got a new podcast he's got out, and it's, uh, it's called Woo Nation with Ric Flair, and it's mm-hmm. uh, Woo Nation Uncensored. So it's it's him shooting on guys, and they you know the the guy uh, what's his name Mark Madden does it, and Mark Madden brings up con- the current wrestlers, and he said, "What do you think about Daniel Bryan?" 
And he goes, not everybody can be a top guy. That was his answer, immediate answer. And Mark Madden's like, well, he is a top guy. And Rick's like, well, what, what, what kind of numbers is he doing? This and that. Basically shitting on him without shitting on him. And then the match happened, and he still didn't change his tune. Like, oh, yeah, the guy went 60. I went 60 with everybody back in the day. You know, so he's kind of downplaying Daniel Bryan. So I wonder if, because Ric Flair is the king of the 60-minute draw, I wonder if he's doing that as like a fuck you to Ric Flair. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you don't respect me. You don't have. See, now I wouldn't put it past AEW to come up with something that that intricate. I would totally be like, now you're you're overthinking if it was WWE. But for AEW, I, I could see it. You know, my only thing with the roll up. Back to the roll up. If the roll up does happen, I don't think that in my mind that doesn't eliminate him from the title picture. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, that's, that's the that's only problem I that's have. Why, that's why I think it would make kind of sense because. You don't illegitimize Brian as a top contender by doing that. Yeah, but I want him out of the title you, picture. Well, you you could still have a number one contender, and then you could work your way into a triple threat, something like that, and then eventually Brian could lose that match without taking the, the without doing the job, and then you work him out. What I want to see is Punk Brian go on a tag run. That's what I want to see. Mm, Not yet. Unlikely. No, eventually. I don't really want to see that. Before it's all said and done. You know what I think would be a good position for for Brian would be uh, uh, the TBS Championship or the TNT. TNT. You know, because that allows him to be on. I like that belt on Cody. Though. I don't think he needs I a like belt. I like on Cody too, but I mean, and we'll, and we'll get to Cody. But I just think uh, I don't think he needs a belt either. But he's he he wants to be wrestling every single week. You know, he's viewing this as this is his last. This run. is the last full time run. This is his last have. like prime time. I'm in the prime of my career. Full. You got three years. You got me twice a week every right. week. Right. And I think. The, T, the, the TNT championship would but be good on a Friday night. You know you're going to get Daniel Bryan. You know he's going to let put somebody over. You know He doesn't need to necessarily be in the title picture. I think Hangman needs a long run to really cement yeah, himself. Yeah, so do I. Yes. And Hangman's young. Yeah. So Hangman's... Yeah. He, but he's got... Yeah, it's young. That's young He's. Wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your prime in wrestling is like 35 to 40. So yeah. I'm saying Punk and, and Bryan will be long gone and, and well, should be long gone. And... Hangman will be carrying probably the company. And even Omega. Omega's 40. 34. Oh, 34. older. Yeah. Or mid, mid to late. 30. He's around my age. I think he's around my age. Maybe yeah, he might younger. be closer to 38. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was, yeah. So you look at that. Still and prime. Yeah. Hangman, Hangman needs the belt now. But if, you, if, you, if I'm naming, I don't care. I can't name anybody else who I really feel needs it. That's the best part. Omega doesn't need it. Adam Cole doesn't need it. We were there live. We saw how over he is. He, you, guy like that doesn't. He's a heel. He doesn't need it. He Biggest doesn't pop need of the it. night, maybe second to Jericho. I think what they could do is they could have Kenny come back, have Kenny and him get back into their feud, have him beat Kenny, and then then go into a title run. All of this is the exact opposite of what we just spoke about before the break on WWE. Like WWE, we're like fantasy book it, and we're like, oh, I don't know. There's not many places to go. And AEW, it's like, I don't know. There's too many places to go. Right. And that's the difference. You know what I mean? We talked about this the other day. I don't want to bury Sammy. They could use a second hour of television. They could. The problem is, like a second hour on Rampage. Yeah. Problem is, if you're going to do that, you can't do this Dynamite Rampage and Dark All in one night. No. No, you you did a 10-hour show, it feels like. like, What was it, a six-hour show? And it felt like 10. Two, Two separate tapings. When we went, it was Dark, Elevation, Dynamite, and Rampage, two hours of Rampage. Yeah. Because it was the New York show. Yep. So that's two, two, one, one. So yeah. that's six. It hours. felt like a, it felt like ten. It's too a much. Long fucking night, dude. Too much. Probably because we couldn't get and food you, and drinks, but and you, you, can digress. See it, you can see it on certain rampages when the crowd just doesn't have it in it. Like if rampage isn't red, red hot on fire, 
The crowd doesn't have it in them. They should have a two-hour... The crowd gets tired. They should have a two-hour rampage with one of the, the dark shows and then a two-hour dynamite with one of the dark shows. And they should film them live. And even if you do them like, like WWE, so you do one week live, then the next week taped, and then the next week live, then the next week taped. Yeah. But having... having or just do them both on tape delays because yeah. I, know, I understand one of the benefits of AEW is that you come in on Wednesday and you leave on Thursday morning. That's one of the, that's one of the reasons right. a lot of these other guys are turned on to it, like Punk... And like, yeah, but that's sleep. that's why you gotta have like you and I have always discussed. If you have two shows, you do half your show on one show, and half, like you can make the Rampage TNT title. That's the main title on that. Rampage. That title should only be on Rampage as of this week. Yes, there's no reason it should and be on Dynamite. Just like Dynamite should have the TBS. Only have TBS. Yep. So speaking of the TBS title, who's gonna win that tournament? Uh, I think it's Jade. It's gotta be Jade. It's gonna right? be Jade against Ruby, right? Jade and Ruby. Yep. Look, I would, I love Ruby. I would love for Ruby to get her roses because she never really got her roses. No, and I listen. Even during the whole heart of the woman's revolution, I'm just. I have no facts. This is just how I feel. She's not very pretty. She's not very nice to look at. She's not one of these girls that I wouldn't kick Ruby out of bed. Right, but you know what I'm saying. Like she's not. That's just me. I agree. She's not coming out here and doing. Like really sexing it up. No, no, no. She's or, a belie- she's and believable. Even the, even the ones who aren't, like, she doesn't have the big fake cans. No, and, she, and I think that was to her detriment with WWE. Well, she they don't even, like the emo girls. No, they don't like the emo girls. You know, and she's an emo girl. Pop, punk, yeah, punk. But she'll have she'll get her flowers. She dude. will. Yeah, and I would love to see her get it. And I think she's ready. She can get that strapping. Yeah, but it's okay. Jade is still so green, and Smart Mark makes it better. Yeah, but I think the it's way okay. th- the way they've been pushing Jade, I think Jade goes over. Yeah, it's okay because if everybody from WWE makes the jump here and becomes champion, it dilutes the whole process. Let it be a long, long road. Let it let it have, like I, if I want to watch and I want to feel like I did with 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 Paige, where he wins and I'm like, nice. Like that's awesome. Like the culmination that was I I wanna feel rewarded. From day one he wrestled Jericho for the inaugural belt and we said that guy's gonna be champion one day, isn't it? It's gonna not be Not now, but now but Yeah, not now, but eventually. And then and then it happened, you're like the ultimate yep, payoff. Perfect. Like and they need to, they could do that with everybody that, that we were naming. That we could do that with everybody. One of these days Jungle Jack Perry is gonna be a singles champion and the yeah. payoff is gonna be worth it. Here's the thing about Jaden and Ruby. You could conceivably have them trade the title back and forth. You could have one... It, either one is a, is a logical choice to win. And that's why that tournament... Like, people say tournaments in wrestling don't work. Tony Khan yes, booked this... Do. Tony Khan has booked these tournaments perfectly. He knows how to set up a tournament. Like, one of the worst WrestleManias is considered WrestleMania 4 because the whole show is a tournament, which culminates in Macho Man winning the tournament to win the, the, WWE cha- the WWF championship. People think that's one of the worst WrestleManias ever because Vince didn't know how to book a tournament. Where Tony Khan has taken this women's tournament, he's made every match mean something. You know, he's had the the Serena Deeb and 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 uh, Hikaru Shida feud come out of that tournament, which has been a phenomenal feud. He's had the Nyla Rose and Thunder Rosa thing extend. I mean, he's he's done all these things to to not only push the girls forward, take some have girls some girls take a step back, but push girls forward. And he's made every match mean something. So Tony Khan has no—I don't know this answer—but he has no ex- prior experience to booking of any and of any of any sort. Well, he—he he, as a young kid would book fantasy book his own wrestling shows, and they were always called Dynamite. It wasn't always Wednesday night, but he always and like. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like he would he was a fantasy, fantasy, fantasy book, book and write his own shows, like, like from his room. Yeah, as a kid. Um, I'm yeah. saying, but he has no, 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 no professional. professional no. No, 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 no. No. 
He never. He was never paid to book he's, a show. He before. was a super fan. He's an ultimate. Yeah, ultimate well, we got super fans in this room. So I'm billion saying dollars though. He's he's a billionaire billion dollar, super fan. Yeah, so I understand that, but I'm saying seen, it's nothing it more than that. It wasn't just Tony. Well, it wasn't just Tony Khan. It was the collection of the four EVPs yeah. and Tony Khan all coming together. No, I, so I know, I know. He definitely leaned on the four of them way more earlier on than he does now. At this point, yeah. their roles are really just for show. They right. don't really do anything within the company. They just wrestle at this point. Right. Earlier on, the first 9, 10, 12 months, they, I bet you they were in meetings every week. Yeah. I mean, it ultimately, it, it's, it's, it's not too dissimilar from how Vince used to do things when he had his four guys... But now it's just he's yeah. Got but Vince grew up in it, and but so yeah. like he also you know has, think about it. Vince was there at a young age. This guy's in a bedroom. You got to give him credit. But if man. you like, say if 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 he's we got, had billions of dollars between the three of us, we would we could start a wrestling promotion tomorrow. We could say, hey, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, you know, Matt Cardona, Matt Cardona, all these guys. We yeah, could, but I don't want to make it seem like it's that easy. Although I believe we could put on a great show, us three. I, I, I don't want to make it seem like it's it's it a just, walk in the makes, park. Money makes everything easier. Oh, of course. Yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, but like just at the same I mean, look at, at the same token, right? Tony Khan has done all this amazing stuff with his money and his resources and this and that. The Jaguars are the biggest fucking dumpster fire in the NFL. Oh, sure. And it's the Shad Khan and, and so what's going on over there? Right. The Urban Meyer nonsense. Well, yeah, you have Meyer. to. You have to. I remember. know it's not the same because it's like there's GMs and presidents and that's really shod's deal right and tony khan i think has a small role with the jaguars if any at all he's involved but he's not like yeah aw is his main it's gig. just the, the, the idea that aw is on this huge trajectory up while simultaneously the jaguars have just been getting worse and worse as an organization yeah but, but pro sports well two two things that really helped him were number one the pandemic it it everybody's home watching wrestling. So, you know, regardless if he had nobody in the arenas or not, he's putting on a show every single week that's getting crazy numbers because everybody's home watching. And number two, he came at a time when us as wrestling fans, we're all clamoring for a, a, a new outlet of wrestling. We've had WWE. Yeah, yeah, Impact's been there, but Impact has never been even a close second to WWE. I mean, Tony Khan had the money, correct me if I'm wrong, Tony Khan had the same amount of money five years ago, ten years ago, right? Yeah, right. I think it was the lack of production at WWE, the lack of uh, giving the fans what they want, where he was like, you know what? I'm doing it. I wasn't going to do it, but now I'm doing it. And it was also, <laughs> like, like, let's not take anything away from Cody Rhodes here. Right. Cody gets fired or leaves, whatever it is, goes on. Now, he's been with the company since 18, 19, so he don't know anything about WWE. He leaves, and the first year in his career he ever make breaks seven figures is his first year working all of the indies. And now he goes and he sees all these different styles of wrestling. He meets the Bucks. He meets Kenny. He sees how all this other different stuff works. They all get to talking like I'm sure all these guys always get to talking. And then also the perfect storm of Tony Khan coming into the mix. And now here we are with AEW. So I think it's not just Tony. It's Cody, the perfect storm of circumstance. It's a lot of Cody Rhodes. I don't know if you guys ever heard the story about Cody Rhodes where he talks about John Cena. Yeah. Yeah, you hear that? Oh, you just refresh my memory. Where he, he used to ride with Cena and oh, in yeah, the yeah. car. Cena would yeah. be going over all the numbers, and that's when he was like, oh, I'm staying with this guy, and he learned everything he could from right. Yeah, but he said he never understood it. He never understood why he looked about the T-shirt numbers and everything like that. After, And he's like, I don't yeah. get it. And he said the first year on the independent scene, he's like, oh, my God, I'm, I became John. Like, I care so much. Like, I'm every – I don't even show I'm sweating. Got to t- I'm wiping the, the sweat with a towel, and I'm, I, I have a young guy, a girl come up to me. Hand me a piece of paper and I'm looking through my numbers. Not even showered yet, trying to see what I sold, how I did, blah blah blah. You know, and he said Cena would be in the car leaving the arena and he would call wanting the numbers for just his match 
like the Nielsen numbers. Yeah. He would he that's how crazy he would get. Like he doesn't want to know the number for the night. What was the number for me? For my the last segment. half hour when for I was my out segment, there. Yeah. yeah. Which I think that I, well I think that greatly helps. That's good for personal growth. I think that helped Cody Rhodes, man. The thing I wanted to say before when we were talking about Cody and we said we'd get back to it when we're on AEW. There's a lot of uh, backlash, right? You were saying that they're giving them the Cena treatment. Well, the Cena treatment, but they're really giving them the Triple H treatment because a lot of people are saying that he's not around, he's not ba- backstage. There was a couple rumors and reports last week that he's never around. Uh, he doesn't help the younger guys anymore, or things things of that nature. And they were debunked heavily by the people at AEW writing, like the the people on the roster writing, tweeting, "You're out of your mind." He's always back there. And a couple of people actually said that for Christmas, Brandy and him showed up at the arena on the next whatever before everybody got there and dropped Christmas gifts off for everybody. And the, a lot of the young guys came to the aid and said, he's always there to help us. He's always – but people are – that's what they're trying to portray him as now, as this guy who's, well, he's a made man. I think there is a lot of trigger quickness on people to fear – the John Cenafication or the Hulk Hoganification of a superstar, and you see him, he's out, he's on the Go Big show. He's on whatever else Turner. If Turner needs somebody, Cody's the well, first guy Well, he's got the, 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 road, the roads to the top. The, it's the, yeah, he's got his own TV show about his show. life. Yeah. It's only a matter. That's in, fine. He deserves every bit of it. He was in Arrow, multiple se- multiple episodes of Arrow. Yeah, but when he, you when you turn on so Doc- they see that and they're like, they're worried. Is this going to be the new scene? Or are we going to get 20 years, 10 years, five years of Cody shoved down our throats? Well, I you, think that's what it is. You turn on Dynamite and and you watch the commercials. The commercials are the Go Big Show, the, the Brandy and Cody Show. You go to the store or you go to shopaew.com. Who's the number one, the two number top people that are there? You know, you see the promotions for Dynamite. It's Brandy and Cody. You go to the action figure aisle. It's Brandy and Cody. I mean, so people are... Feel like they're being force fed, but they're not though. But they the, the the it's not like Cena where Cena was like we're gonna beat everybody. He's gonna be on every T-shirt. He's gonna be on every lunchbox, every action figure, everything else. So Cody's just the face of the company right now because people don't know who Hangman. Like the hardcore wrestling fan knows Hangman Adam Page. You go to a WWE event, I would say two two out of four people are not gonna know who. So fifty percent of people are not gonna know who Hangman Adam Page is. It's like. Um... Like Darby Allen, they're not gonna know who Darby yeah, of Allen course, is. They're of not course. gonna know who you know. I'm just so Cody is the face. Everybody knows Cody. You go to a WWE event, you say that three three out of four people are gonna go. Oh, I know Cody. I think it's unfair to say, also, which obviously we're not backstage, but that that he doesn't help or he doesn't this or that, because like you have so much talent over there to learn from now, like a, a Punk, a Brian. Uh, Dustin's their head trainer, right? Uh, yeah, a uh, Dustin. And Dustin's only there because of Cody. So you know, even uh, I you mean, know what? good leaders delegate. So so what if he's got so much on his plate that he delegates some of the he's delegating some of the teaching and some of the mentoring to his brother? Who is there a better guy alive right now that no. can still get in there and go for it? Th- right. to learn from. Well, no, think about I don't it, think there is. Think about it this way: He shows up to the arena. He's got to do all the EVP stuff. You know what I mean? The behind the scenes stuff that we don't know about that we don't see. <laughs> then he's got to go take promo pictures. Then he's got to go sign, you know, 150 copies of a of a sport of a card that Upper Deck is now going to sell. Then they're pulling him to the side. Hey, you got to come film the segment for Brandy, the Roads to the Top. Now you got to go back. Oh, now you got to take a conference call because we're going to bring T Pain onto the the Go Big Show. Like, so that, every time they bring one of these special needs kids or the um, Make a Wish, like yeah, I don't know if it's Make a Wish, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but like, like 
He's the f every one of these videos. It, he's the first person that's hugging the per gets down on a knee, gets eye to eye with these kids, and like, come on, dude. People are right, so and Cena was the same way. No one's even this, no, the second person with the most make wishes granted is like almost a thousand short of Cena. Right. Yeah. Here's the thing about Cena. You can shit on Cena, but that guy worked as hard as anybody can work to get to the position that he's in and maintain. Not only that, he wanted to make sure that he maintained that level of position because why wouldn't you want to be the top guy? Why wouldn't you want to be the top merch seller? Why wouldn't hey, Cena cared? Right, cares. There's a lot of top guys that don't care, didn't care. How about this? Go right now. Either one of you guys get in your car, drive to a hospital, go to the sick children section, and tell me that doesn't pull on your heartstrings. John Cena does it in every single town he's in. You know how how mentally and and taxing taxing yeah. that is on you you know what i'm saying but guess what but people should he's a suit no i understand but guess what from his perspective he's a superstar like right. that like he's done the right thing largely done the right thing have i've never heard a i don't, I don't think i've ever heard a also, bad story if about I walk, him. if i walked into like the, the children's cancer unit at stony brook like it's not going to change their day to see me like i as negatively taxing is as it is on you this like Oh, you make his life. The good feeling that you're going to get just off of that's that best. For you, it's just 30 minutes in a hotel. For that kid, it's the best half hour he's ever going to fucking win. Right, which is crazy. So, just, just as a for instance, I don't let my daughter watch wrestling because it's she's not the age where she should be watching wrestling. She's four years old. It's like she doesn't understand that it. it's fake, whatever. You know what I mean? Not fake. It's staged, not, not, not choreographed. Yeah, you understand. She knows who John Cena is. Of course she does. She's four years old. She knows. It's on the John. Fruity Pebbles box. Right. He's right. on the Cocoa Pebbles box. Right. So, I mean, just, just as a for instance, and I think the because AEW is the smart fan show, you know, the us, you know, the people who read the message boards, the people who know all the ins and outs of wrestling, know the, the, the terminology. We're not my boss, Wendy, who who believes that it's real. You know what I mean? No, she doesn't believe that it's real, but She's she, she gets so into it Super that she feels, invested. you know, the Drew, the Drew, gangster Drew. Drew, if Cena lost, Drew's night like turned. Yeah. yeah. And this is a grown man we're talking about. He's, like, he's in his 50s. No, like, we call him Drew the gangster. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. yeah you know Drew the gangster. Yeah. He's met Drew. Yeah, so Funny you know, like, Drew's in the corner crying when John Cena loses. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so and Drew also has an autistic son. Right. So and that's why he has the special tie to John Cena. If, right. So also, well, so the point I'm making is the, the, the smart fan who, who thinks they know everything they need to pin that Cena-ism onto somebody, and Cody's this, that guy, and that's what that's what's happening right you now. You think if this is just for an instance, just really quick, you think if Cena jumped to AEW, it would be like Hogan jumping to WWE? Yes. You yeah. think it'd have that impact? Yeah. Especially if he showed up and healed out right away, like yeah. Hogan did. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like well, you, Hogan, no, Hogan was there for a year and a half before he healed out. WCW. Yep. He, I thought he showed up right away and he was got the third there, guy. He got there. Nope. Nope. He got there in nineteen ninety four. And had a run. He had a uh, bash at the beach. He wrestled. He had a run with Ric Flair. And then they brought in Brutus the Barber Beefcake, who was his best friend. And then they had a run. And then he had a run with Macho Man. And he had a run with a bunch of guys, Vader. And he didn't turn heel till summer, nineteen August 1996. Or the end of July, beginning August 1996. So he was there for basically two, almost two full years before he turned heel. I didn't realize that. He had a run with the... People were sick of the red and yellow. So basically, MJF is beating on somebody. Let's just quote. Let's say uh, Jungle Boy, right? And uh, and Cena's music hits, and he comes out to make the save, and just jumps in and starts beating up Jungle Boy too, and MJF and him close the show out with their hands in the air. Does that instant like that would change everything forever, kind of thing? Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. 
you say, and I agree with you, that we're not that they're not close. Like Vince isn't scared, but it's one away from being scared. It's like one historic moment. Well, Cena will never go there. Vince will make sure. Yeah, you say that, but Hulk was never going. So it's like it's no, like no, no, because the, the difference between Hulk Hulk went into the steroid trial. That's the difference. When Vince was okay. being when Vince was being persecuted, I'll give it to you. Then, I'll give it to you. I mean, listen, so I wasn't you know the relationship the the Cena Vince relationship is so different than like because Cena's relationships, I mean uh, Vince's relationships post Hogan and pre Hogan two different things. Because if you look at the guys that they hold in the the highest regard in WWE. Undertaker, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, all five of those guys post Hogan. And stayed forever and now, blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't know exactly how many reigns um, Roman has. Not to have a point of words, I mean title reigns here. I don't know what that number is for him. Do you guys even know? No. Like seven, eight, it's gotta something be, like yeah. that. Let's say now Roman's got to be the guy because, I mean, it could be Randy. Randy's at like 11, but I just no. don't see it. Let's say Roman was at a higher number right now and they pushed him and he cra- and he cracked 16 and now Tony Khan calls John like hey man Roman just passed you but you have a chance to do something Roman's never going to do you're going to be an AEW champion also you you don't think that would be a situation where he would go over cuz like to fr- if he goes over there and becomes a one-time AEW champion and has a historic moment like that that might supersede Hulk for him a hundred years from now, that that might at least put him up as just as it, good. It's all going to play but out. I think in, the biggest linchpin for that is somebody needs to either touch sixteen or break it, because then it would have to. John would have to feel disrespected by Vince to, to go over. It, it all plays out. It all plays out about money, like you said, and it all plays out if Tony Khan feels disrespected. See, you're saying Vince. I say Tony Khan. If Tony Khan loses somebody of magnitude, like MJF. If they lose MJF, then, like, just say MJF jumps to WWE, right? And now Tony Khan goes, I, I don't want to say I made him. I don't want to say that, but let's just say Tony Khan feels some type of way that WWE offered him a, a billion dollars. Just say whatever, you know, whatever, $10 million they offered MJF. He goes. Now Tony Khan feels like, okay, you're going to take my guy? Now I'm, now I'm offering $20 million. I'm offering the boat. To Cena for one year. Hey, I need John, you one year. Hey, John, what did Warner Brothers pay you for Peacemaker and for Suicide Squad? I'm going to match that, if not go more. For, for because I can. Give me a 12. I don't 12 care month, about my bottom contract, dollar. contract, 24 appearances. I don't care about my bottom dollar. As as awesome as it is to think about Cena going to AEW, never, never happens. going to happen. Never happens. The only thing we've learned in this business is never say never, but I think <laughs> it's just. But here we go. Never. <laughs> I mean, it's we said never about Sting. Here's Forever the, he, we said we said never about Sting. We said never about AJ Styles. Here's the thing. I never said never about AJ Styles, and I never said I. Ne- I, I, I you said, said never I, I never AJ said Styles. never about Sting. But with Cena, Hulk Hulk started not in the WWF. He started elsewhere. Cena wrestled for a small promotion out in California, and then was on OVW, which was owned by WWE, and mm-hmm. has been in the WWE system for 20 plus years and has only known WWE. He is such him in the rock. Like I don't ever see the rock going to AEW. I don't ever see Stone Cold Steve Austin ever going anywhere else. Even though Austin came up through the territories. Yeah. I just think Cena is so closely tied with Vince. And I think even though Vince and Sean and Vince and Hunter have such a special relationship, I think because nobody knows what the relationship between Cena and Vince is. 
I think that's on such a higher level than anybody really realizes. I think Cena never goes anywhere else. And I think he's gotten to that point where he's not on the Rock's level because nobody's on the Rock's level in Hollywood, I'm saying. But he oh, potentially... He'll if, get there. If Peacemaker's a big show... Peacemaker... He was so funny in Suicide Squad. Looks phenomenal. Like, it looks so funny to me. I mean, to me. I'm not saying it's going to be... I mean, he, he, he won't be there. He won't ever be The Rock, but he'll be... And that's a smart move, too, by giving him, like, a very... Like, a C-level comic book character so he can be Peacemaker now. Well, he's... Like, he's he, not going to have to... Comp- like, Batman, there's... Who's isn't, the best, isn't, you know, he, like, isn't he... Isn't uh, he... Black Adam is The Rock, right? Yeah. Who Who's also... He's in that movie, Black Adam. Black Adam Shazam. Shazam. He's Shazam. Who's Shazam? Exactly. No, Black, no. No, Black Adam is, is Shazam's uh, number one villain. No, I know, but Cena is in that movie, Black Adam. Yeah, he might have like a cameo or something. No, it's a, he's a character. As Peacemaker? I'll, I'll, I'll look it he's up. He's only going to be in there as Peacemaker. So I could see him being in there as, as Peacemaker. Peacemaker yeah. yeah. But Here's what I wanted to say, and I, I understand it's different. I understand why it's different, but you bring up the John pretty much has all of his ties with WWE. You know what I'm going to say, right? No. Cody? Cody was the same thing. Hired at 18. And I'm going to follow it up with Cardona. Yeah. I know why it's different, but you get what I'm saying. No. Matt Cardona, I bet you he winds up getting a bag and going back to WWE in two years' time. He looks phenomenal, right? He looks amazing. But the thing about Cardona and, and Cody... Neither one of them ever got to the the, the heights that. I, yeah, I know. That's the difference. I mean, Cena. I Cena had, was the top but guy. Card- Cardona for at least half a decade was willing to collect his three hundred thousand a year and never be on TV just because he loved being. A well, part he, of the company. he's still a WWE mark. I yeah. mean, if you listen to his podcast or watch his YouTube show, he is still a gigantic. Du- no, maybe he's not a mark for the the current company, but as, as a as, like you know, like for me. My favorite period of wrestling is always like 1989 to like 1991 WWF. Like that's that's the best period for me. So, and like Cardona grew up in that same that same time period. But Cena is just you know, and like I said, nobody knows what Vince and Cena's relationship is really. Like. Obviously, they got to be close. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I bet you Paul Levesque knows, but yeah, it's not known commonly. I mean, and I'm not saying I'm just saying like their relationship has got to be on such a higher level than every other. You know, maybe The Rock has a similar relationship with Vince, but nobody has a relationship with Vince the way Cena does, and nobody will ever know what that. You, know, you never see them on the documentaries yucking it up, or because it's that close of and tight of a relationship. And I think they were always on the same wavelength, and Vince could put his trust in Cena above any other person, above The Rock, above Stone Cold, above Shawn Michaels, maybe not above Triple H, but everybody else. And I think that's why he never leaves. Hmm. I have one more question on AEW, and then I think I'm good on the current. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we didn't touch, but we'll be back next month. Check sure. us out at the same station. Um, I would like to talk about Hook, but that's another story. We could bring Hook up. This is my last thing that I want to just make sure we get in. Um, why am I already fucking blanking on what I was going to say? Well, here, let's just talk real quick because we'll I'm bring up fresh. They have done everything right with Hook. And I continue, I hope that they continue to do everything right. You could talk about the non-selling or anything else, but like you and I were oh, discussing. I now. We could do Hulk now. I remember yeah. I had to say but that. But Taz, Taz was such a special performer, and they're trying to make Hook a mini Taz awesome. Like, that's what, as a fan, when you see Brian Pillman Jr., you think about Brian Pillman. When you see, uh, not now so much because Randy's made his own thing, but when you first saw Randy Orton, you thought about Bob Orton. Right, right. You always think about like that that second generation wrestler, and you think about their parents. Yes, guys get beyond that, and they make their own names. You know, Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair, Cody, Goldust. You know what I mean? But but the association with with Hook has been Taz because he's part of F, the FCW team and everything else. 
And I think his debut, his two matches, you know, the non-talking, his attitude coming to the ring, the Action Bronson uh, theme song, they've done everything right with this guy. They're selling him as just like a real tough guy. Yeah. And, and I think Tony Khan now has potentially the greatest crop of young talent any wrestling company has ever had that could potentially send him in such a f- so far into the future barring everybody doesn't get hurt. It's it's incredible. You know, you look at Jungle Boy, MJF, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, uh Hangman Adam Page still a young guy. Mike Wardlow. Yeah, Wardlow. No, none of the guys you just named is over 30. No. Yeah. Dr. Britt Baker, Ty Conti, Anna Jay. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And what? And then he, you got the guys in their early thirties that are ready to take the ball and go, like Cole and Red Dragon. Right. And the, no the one's Bucks. gonna miss Punk in five years. When his run's no. over, it's over. Punk, yeah. Punk's not even a Punk who he he and I would have said he goes to any company. He's the number one guy. He's not even the number one guy. In, he's not even the top five guys in the company. That's right. what I'm saying. So no one's. I think that's when part his, of it by design, though. Like I think, oh, no, I think yeah. he wants to overshadow. No, everybody. but he if he wanted to be, they could have got over there, put the strap right on him, and he could. Yeah, but been. he's always been mm. for the boys. They'll heal Everything him. Everything he's ever done has always been for the boys in the back. They'll oh, heal always. him up. They'll heal. They'll, they'll turn him into a heel when they're when he's ready to make a run. He'll heal. My, turn and he'll go. My concern is this: I would. There's more guys that I would like to see them sign. Number one, Bray Wyatt. Number two, Jeff Hardy. Because I think when Bray's done shooting that movie, have the contract ready. Yeah, it's already you know, signed. You know, though. It's already movie signed. Right now. That's what he's doing. Yeah, well, yeah. Now the rumors are Vince might be interested in bringing him back. Well, um, a sure. movie that he's made that he's, he's making. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. making it, starring in it, whatever. Hardy will be there soon enough too. So yeah, as soon as his ninety days are up, Jeff will be there. I believe. You want Team Extreme or you want near Brother Nero and? No, I want like the the brother Nero and 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 I broken Matt Harder. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see how creative. We always talk about how creative they they are, right? I want to see how creative they can get. Like I like that shit. Well, give me the drone. Well, give me. <laughs> give me all of these characters that they're not really that known for, but like Willow is one that we saw yeah. on TNA at one point when they did Omega, the um, organization of Modern Extreme Grappling Arts, which was their little backyard promotion that mm-hmm. they ran in North Carolina. Herc Shane Helms was there. Matt Hardy was there. Jeff Hardy was there. There was a few other. I, Shannon Moore was an original Omega member. But they only had maybe 10 guys on their roster. So they had to. They created other characters to add to their roster. So Jeff and Matt would both wrestle three times a night. Jeff Hardy would wrestle. Willow the Wisp would wrestle. And Mean Jimmy Jack would wrestle. So they both have a character character library like 10 deep so they could they don't even need to create something new they could just go to the fucking bag this is a character i, I kicked around a little bit 20 years ago let me bring this to life and jeff has that mind where he i can just do it i don't like the hfo i'm like very done with the hfo i love i love private party i like matt hardy i even like butcher and blade i like the idea of big money matt i just the hfo just hasn't come it's, to it just doesn't. It doesn't work. work. It feels like a bunch of guys that had nothing to do. They threw them all. That, it, it feels a very much WWE style booking, and they need to. They need to see like if they brought Wyatt in. The way I see it is, you have him take over the the Dark Order, but you don't call it the Dark Order. He disbands the Dark Order. You get rid of Silver because Silver is a face. I think he should show up and smash them all. No, I think you like Cabana's got to go. Silver's got to go. Reynolds's got to go. I think Stu Grayson and and Evil Uno are definitely. 
part of that group. And I think Angels and, and Ten both can go in there also. Ten's another, like, they, like, kind of waste their big guys almost. Mm-hmm. Like, Wardlow not doing much, Jake Hager not doing much. I get why Jake Hager isn't, because he's an active Bellator fighter. Right. Ten, Preston Vance. Now, I think that's just because Ten's a little green, and I think Brody, Brody was still alive today. You know, God rest his soul. I think Ten might be way more active so, and relevant. Because I think Brody yeah. was really going to be responsible for bringing all these young guys along. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Brody like loved that role. Yeah. You know? But I think if they if they could if they could move, put Wyatt in there, you bring in Eric Redbeard, you bring in Strowman, and now he's got the faction, the dominant faction. You have him run roughshod over the entire company, beat Hangman Page for the title, kick the Pinnacles' heads in, start writing guys off of TV. Yeah. Do the old kayfabe injury and write motherfuckers off of. And TV. now it becomes it becomes. You know, Bray Wyatt's group versus AEW. Not yeah. this group, not that group. It's because he's brainwashing everybody. He could take on Anna Jay and brainwash her. Oh, you loved you loved whoever and now you don't love him Split anymore. Split Griff and Brian Pillman. Yeah, take like one of them away. Exactly. Like, like you and then you in, inject this Bray Wyatt madness into all these people. I mean, it's so easy to do it and it's just you know, we'll see what happens. And, oh, my God. It, it, it could have been done three years. It could have been done the, five years ago. It could have been said, done. The thing I said I wanted to speak about that I instantly blanked on, I'm going to pose it as a question because I've been thinking about this myself lately. Where are both of you at with Dan Lambert? With Dan Lambert and his position and his character and how it's been go- going on Dynamite. You know who Dan Lambert is, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah all right. I know you know who he mm-hmm. is. Go ahead. Where are you guys at with him? I'll answer later how I feel like after you guys are both done. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I think Dan Lambert, I, I listen to him every single week cut a promo. I think his promos are great. He, the delivery is not there, but what he's saying in the promo is awesome. I love that he's like a petulant child. I love, uh, I think Ethan Page potentially is a stud, like a monster stud. I like Scorpio Sky. I don't think the guy could talk worth a lick. Or think he needs Dan Lambert as the mouthpiece. I think Ethan Page kind of has to get away from that, even though I think he fits within that dynamic. Um, I thoroughly enjoy Dan Lambert though as a as a heel as a as a mouthpiece. Yeah, as a mouthpiece, heel mouthpiece. I don't want to see him wrestle. He's got no business being in the ring. So keep him with. I think he could build a stable. You know, he he should. Keep the MMA stuff on this side, and then have America's top team AEW. And if they do that. And then you have Paige in there, and then you have Sky in there, and then you add other guys. I like that and idea. Start changing move sets. This is a fucking American Top Team, the arguably the greatest one. You know, one of the greatest gyms in modern MMA. Let Ethan Page start throwing some wheel kicks. Yeah. Give him fucking wrist tape. Tape his ankles. Let him go in there and put someone in an arm triangle. You know, like. So start... what do you? So what do you think about it? In the beginning, I thought it sucked. Yeah. I thought it was a guy with a lot of money who was probably friends with Tony Khan for a long time, lifelong fan of wrestling, we obviously know that, used his position of influence to get in to have a little fucking fun. And it was playtime. I didn't like that there was at least three of those top team fighters that did it once when they were standing in the ring with him. Then they did interviews saying it was fucking stupid and a waste of their time and they would never do it again. So that, right away, I was like, well, no one... We don't want you in this community. Then, yeah, you that's, know? What, like, that's what I'm saying. Se- that's how I felt. Like Separate the two. We don't need you in this community. You think it's fucking stupid? And what, there was one of the girls, not Paige. You don't know? think it's blurring lines? One, well, it does blur lines, but it's not when you come when you do it. And then it's the other girl from Top Team that wasn't Paige Van Zandt. She comes out right after 
and gives a an interview. This isn't a promo. This is an interview with the magazine talking about how it's dumb. It was a waste of her time. She never wants to be there again. And then she said, I would beat Jack Chris Jericho's ass in a real fight. Like, everyone knows that. I thought Paige, well, Paige said that. No, Paige said that on TV. Okay. This girl said it, like, meaning, like, if I would kill Chris Jericho oh, okay. if he got into a fight. Oh, like, sh- uh, sh- sh- now you're she fucking, was shooting. shooting. Now, yeah. Now you're, yeah fucking, but... now you're fucking kayfabe up. You don't want right. to be there, leave. Right. Don't, don't use it. You don't want to be there. You think it sucks, but you're using it to... Because this is, but what's this the is reason? a Bellator fighter. Yeah, but what's the reason behind this... Like, you think it's for views? Like, you think that they brought him in originally? I know you were saying, like, it's for fun and I the friendship. I think they found out that he could talk, and that's why they kept him around. No, so this is my point. Is In the beginning, I hated it. I didn't think it was great. The more it goes on, I love this guy. Yeah. He's, I, he gets it. He's awesome on the mic. His fighters might not. First of all, if nothing more comes out of this, Paige Van Zandt starting a pro wrestling career, because that girl, she's got the look. She's got the, the background. Realistically, she should she's be able to. Not a good out. fighter anymore. Yeah, and she's lost two of her last three fights. So, like. More than that. And I know. Well, I'm talking two bare knuckle. Three and bare knuckle. Yeah. And I know she's like. She does the the triple X modeling and stuff online like that. She's got an OnlyFans page and shit. But, like, if that's all you want to do for the rest of your life, that's fine. I don't think she does. And I think she. And I've said this for years now. Everyone always said Conor McGregor is like the guy who was made to transfer over. It's Paige. Yeah. It always was Paige. She's got the look. She's pretty. She's not a great. She was never like a great fighter. I mean, she was no. A, she, she she was. Started, she was. She was, she was good when yeah. she was young. Yeah, but that, she, like but, the thing about these fighters is they don't. You know, none of them have legs. Like they can't go fight forty fights and think they're going to be okay. Yeah, and you can go out there and sign a deal with AEW. There is one. There is one more person hurt. though. There's one more person that's from that a, top team group. No, Andre? no, no, no. From the uh, UFC community. I'll close my point quick. My point is. Didn't like it in the beginning. Now I think he's awesome. When he's on TV, I raise the volume. I want to hear what he has to yeah, say. Yeah, but I don't like... And he's elevating Paige and Scorpio Sky, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so but I don't like when they all come in. Like, I, No, the rest of them don't need to be there. Yeah, anymore. that's what I'm saying. I don't need to see Andre Olasco. I don't, don't want to keep see seeing Junior those guys come... First of all, if for... I never see Junior Dos Santos on TV, whether it's MMA, pro wrestling, anywhere, don't need to see him in WWE, don't need to see him in AEW, don't need to see him... Doing cage side interviews at UFC events. I'm going on JDS. You know what? If they if they want to if they want to bring them in occasionally to do a a guest spot on a pay per view where like they're like the the they're gonna back up Lambert on the outside of the ring just to keep protect him or whatever. That's fine. Yeah, but we know they can't touch anybody, so it's right. But it's it's just just you know what I mean. It's useless like to me. I think uh, the only person that can make the transition better than Paige Van Zant is Colby Covington. Hundred percent. He's the guy's bigger. Like he's a a decent sized dude. So, you know, Conor McGregor is like my size. Yeah. Just obviously a little more bulky, but Kobe would be They got to get booked like Ronda though. That's the thing. They have, they have to book these fighters like Ronda where Ronda like, you know, Alexa Bliss who's one of the top girls in the company, there she got squashed. Ronda had to squash her. Yeah. What's Ruby was famous for, uh said this on I listened to her on someone's pod, Jericho. Talk is Jericho. She when she was doing the match with Ronda where where did they? There was a mania. They had their match, but they had a big pay per view match. Yeah, they wrestled at like like uh, Survivor she, Series or something. She got together with Ronda and she said like, "I need to know like, from your world, like what is legal and what is illegal in your world that's legal in this world? Because theoretically, in a if we're only doing things that are legal in MMA, you shouldn't be able to touch me. So elbows, uh, headbutts, you can't have." Ruby headbutted her a lot. Right. You know, uh, bitch slaps, things like that. She, and she made a point, her and Ronda, to get together because 
we both know if you grab a hold of me on my back, it's not believable for me to get up. Right. I shouldn't be able to get up. I need to bite you. I need to poke your eyes out. I need to headbutt you. Things that, you know, where I'm not cheating in pro wrestling, but it's not legal in MMA and you right. wouldn't be used to it. Which makes sense. It's, Which, yeah. uh, you know, I thought Rhonda did, not, and this is totally like, you know, getting away from it. I think she did a phenomenal job of transitioning. Rhonda did great. She did a phenomenal job. Yeah. I remember watching that, that tag team match, and I was like, oh my God. Like, she looks phenomenal. She looks great. Yeah. When she picked up Triple H, I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit. All right, one one last thing I want to go over with AEW. Where where does CM Punk and, and MJF culminate? Where? I want to say double or nothing. Okay. They're going to they gonna... be double or nothing, and they don't really touch each other. How? Because the promo that, that Punk cut where he's like, I'm done with you. Like, you know, you want to run away from me and this and that. Then he's like, oh, I'm done. why am I going to waste my time? So I think they're going to keep it going, but they're going to not really touch. You know what I'm saying? Because like you yeah. want to get that fever pitch where it's like you can't wait till they well, touch. And they've done a good thing with MJF from the beginning where he's not there every week. Right. So we don't need an explanation for where has MJF been because he's always touch and go. And then 100% MJF goes over. Yeah. Right? Has to. I think so. So now that we've brought that up, maybe this is a good time to transition into the program of the month because I think we're all in agreement that that is the program of the month or no? Did you feel It's that mine. Way? That's you and I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's close because I do like everything that is going on with Reigns and and Brock and okay. even the stupid segments. Like, did you see the Sami Zayn and and, and Brock? Yes. Yeah. I, I I did. It. I actually enjoy that. Okay. Like, so I I you know there's there's that one and and then there's I definitely think though MJF and the, the first time that they you take two of the best the first mic- time that they went bumping mics against each other yeah, yeah was... I think MJF said it like you don't want to go on the stick with me punky right like that whole moment right then and there we knew we had something special yeah well even even the the, the trios tag match with with uh, MJF and the and uh stinger and Darby and yeah FTR yeah and I Punk. thought that was like you know they didn't touch each other you know, they get in the ring together and then Punk gets right back out or, you know, not Punk, uh, MJF gets right back out. So it was like they're doing it right. You know what I mean? They're they're building anticipation because you're going to – everybody's going to want to see these guys get in the ring. What can they do in the ring now? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, 100%. I think I think that's definitely the, the, the angle of the month. That's going to be the angle of next month too, more than likely, unless WWE does something tonight. That shakes unless it. Unless they kind of go away from it for a little bit. Or like, like, oh yeah, unless right. like you said that AEW they do pull way, back. AEW is way more likely to go away from stuff and come back to it than WWE ever would be. Yeah, exactly. It's still, people don't forget, WWE, so it still WWE builds up. WWE wants to drill, 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 drill. They have like, I say it all the time, like they, they think we're stupid. They treat us like we're stupid. Like we can't have Adam Cole and Michael Cole on the same show because they right. might get confused. Like, it's shit like it's that. so foolish. It's dumb. It's dumb. They but, treat the audience like they're stupid, where Tony Khan understands we can circle back. We can come back to this. You could drop this until May and then have MJF just show up one day and cause Punk a win, a number one contender match. And now we're right back where we left off exactly. in fucking January. Exactly. And Tony Khan understands that. And I think Vince does too. But I think, you know, there's just too much going on, too many people, too many what ifs. Exactly. Um, match of the month, I think we might all be on the same page as well. What do you have? I the time limit draw. That's Hang, Hangman and, and Brian. Hangman and is Brian. there even a close second? I can't even think of Kenny, a close second. I mean, I would say Kenny and Brian, but that's not in the in this month. That's a couple of months ago. Um, right. In the month of December. It's the only five star match that went on in the month of December that I know of. I it's 
It's got to be. I mean, it's it was phenomenal. I mean, I I know you said that halfway through that you you knew that it was going to be a. I didn't know until the third commercial break. Well, so halfway, that's not the point though. Halfway through the match, you know, and then when you look at the card, there's only three more matches on the card. Like, no, I understand, but my my thought, I was so into that match that I wasn't even thinking. Time that's what I'm time. saying. Exactly. That's not the point. The I point kept, is you're it, watching it. I like every time they hit a big move, I'm like, oh, they're gonna go over now. Up, oh, up, oh, you know. I, I kept. I was like so into it, so invested into it, and I think that's. That's what separates it from every other match of the month is, like, I was so invested. I was, like, I couldn't wait to see what was going to happen next. It's, but it's, it was like the first one, too. It was like uh, Omega, Brian, you just just sit down and, and enjoy it for what it is because we know we know what it is. Just enjoy it. It's going to be great we wrestling for a half is, hour. We know that this is a finite timeline. Daniel right. Bryan has yeah. maybe two and a half So you knew when it was starting. You knew you were going to see a good match for an hour, and the result was always kind of predicted in a, in a, in a weird way, you know? I will say, like tonight, it's it's pretty unpredictable. The two main events are pretty unpredictable. Yeah, right, but like even if I told you right now, if I told you right now, Roman Brock, Roman's going over, and that's all I told you, you're still gonna watch. You yeah. didn't learn. Any- you didn't learn anything by right. me get- telling you the finish. Right. You didn't. All you know, you got a little, an eighth of the information. Right. A sixteenth of the information. I think a lot of people are. I think. I mean. If, I think a I lot of you, matches would, you the would be to like match that. Tonight, that wouldn't stop you from watching the card, right? It might with WWE, AEW, yeah, different well, story. If you were going to watch it anyway, and Here, I here's what I'll every... I I wasn't able to because it was my wife's birthday. I was not able to watch um, the last pay per view. It was uh, uh, full gear, full gear, mm-hmm. and I went home and after we, you know we went out and then we got home and I was like oh, I'm not going to order the pay-per-view cuz you know I'm going to be able to see the results. I went and looked up the results. I saw just the results, not match reviews, not grades on the matches. And I said to myself, I kind of want to see this pay-per-view anyway. You know what I mean? That's what AEW. WWE if show you, of the year? Uh, 2021 show of the year? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, but with this particular thing tonight, it would take somebody coming out special like a, like a rock or somebody who who wasn't supposed to show up shows up for me to want to watch this pay-per-view. And that's just me personally. I'm not saying tonight has potential to be a very big pay-per-view moving forward with the WWE, like for them setting things up or whatever, but I'm not I'm not interested in WWE the way I am AEW at this point in wrestling. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think I might watch it tonight, but... There was a period from like 2015 <clears throat> till probably 2018 where I watched every single WWE pay-per-view. I might not have watched Raw. I might not have watched SmackDown, but I watched every pay-per-view. Well, it was like 20, 2012 to 2015 was our run at, at the, at the work, at work together at the butcher shop. Right. We largely didn't miss a pay-per-view. We didn't miss a pay-per-view. Like, yo, White Bread, what are you doing tomorrow night? Yeah. Pay-per-view. Fucking TLC's right. on. Well, I, I don't have plans now. Right. I might have, but I don't anymore, you know? <laughs> right. And we're going to hang out. We're going to make some great food. But that, watch ag- some wrestling. but that again was, you know, because like in the day, WWE and WCW were both putting on pay-per-views in the same months. And nine times out of ten, I could order one of those pay-per-views if we didn't have the hop. I mean, we always had the hot box. But if I was going to order one, I would have to pick pick which one I was going to order. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But... And I would always pick WCW because I was a WCW guy. Now it's the same way, but I am that way with AEW because I watch a, I watch, I watch Dynamite, I watch Rampage, and I nine times out of ten I watch one of at least parts. I'll have it on in the background while I'm doing something. I'll have Dark Elevation or yeah, you know I watch Being the Elite. I'm I'm into it. You know what I mean? Where WWE, I'm not that invested because it's like I don't want to see formulaic wrestling. Yep. It's well the wrestler of the month is going to be our final little piece and. I'm going to go last on this one because this is the one I do think we might have three different answers. Sure. But I promise you, 
you guys do not have my guy. Okay. So, Anthony, let's hear it. I'm I'm torn between uh between three. I'll tell you the three I'm torn between MJF, uh Reigns and and uh Brian Danielson. I'm gonna go with Danielson just because he's he's now proving I think that the big F U to WWE, I'm gonna work these matches, I'm gonna do this. Reigns has been doing the same stuff for Good stuff, good stuff, primarily for the last six months, a year kind of thing, you know. So, although he's been doing his thing, I, I want to give it to, I want to give it to, to uh, Brian Danielson right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, Danielson's my pick. Uh, I think not. there's not too many people better on the mic right now. I think there's not too many people's character in ring who is better than his character. I think he's wrestling a fairly tough schedule, and I – you know, a tough 2021 schedule is way different than a tough 1983 schedule, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 1983, they're wrestling six, seven nights a week. He's wrestling once a week, but he's it's still marginally different than WWE is. Right, exactly. But 300 nights a year. Right. Yeah. You know, so I mean, for for everything that he's doing, the matches that he's putting on, consistently having the best match on TV every single time he's on TV, consistently having the best. Right. You know, maybe. Barring MJF, he's having the best promo because he's cutting good promos. I mean, he's not cutting those MJF level holy shit promos. Yeah, but he's cutting a good. Pro- I think overall, you know, the overall package. I think Brian Danielson is the wrestler of the month for me. Part part of me wants to say MJF because he's so young still, and he's. He, I mean, not a care. He's stepping in the ring with CM Punk, and he's shooting promos, and it's like the guy's been doing this for fifteen years. Not many people know who they are the way MJF knows who he is. In you know what I mean? At twenty five years old, it's creepy. It's like it's like how does this guy? He's, he's a prodigy. He's, yeah, he's must see TV every hundred percent over every wrestler in the world right now. He's must. see That's what I'm saying. So it's hard for me to like go away from him. But again, like he's not on episodes sometimes, and and Brian Danison is wrestling. You know what I mean? And he's wrestling at a high high level. Yeah. So. I'm very interested to see what your choice for wrestler is. And I'm going to guess. Can I guess what I think? Go ahead. I'll tell you. Adam Cole? Nope. Mm. You want to guess? Just say, is it WWE or, or AEW? Neither. Uh, Mac, uh, yeah? Matt Cardona. I knew it. <laughs> I mean, Matt Cardona has taken, we talk about companies putting the jetpack on, on wrestlers. Matt Cardona has put the jetpack on Game Changer Wrestling. Game Changer Wrestling right now, in the wake of the Ring of Honor news, I'm gonna tell you they're number three. They're the they're. I mean, you know, I, we don't count New Japan as a super indie. So I think game. I think Game Changer Wrestling's like might be. They have the opportunity to become the number one of the super indies right now. The Brisk the Briscoe signed there, right? I think so. Did you see that promo they just cut? They just released like a YouTube promo. No. And they were shit talking everybody, like, without saying anybody, without saying like, like names, not just names, but just without saying anything. They they called out everybody, <laughs> and I don't think we know the full potential of the Briscoes. I know people yeah. love the Bucks. I know people the love Briscoes the Usos. The Briscoes might be the best tag team in the, the world. The Briscoes are the team we've been I've been hearing about forever, and like their Ring of Honor. So you don't really see much unless you're one of these people. Like we have some friends that watch the Ring of Honor pay per views. No, I don't watch Ring of Honor, dude. No. Every now and then, if you recommend a match to me, like Punk Danielson 02. right? You go on YouTube. I'll go or what's... YouTube and check it out, but. I think the Briscoes were the only Ring of Honor talent that was interesting when this Ring of Honor news broke. Oh, Danhausen. Yeah, I guess Danhausen. But if you don't know, do you know Danhausen? No. Different, interesting, and like gets, gets it. it, gets wrestling. Like, 
And where is he now? He was in Ring of Honor, but he smashed his ankle, so he's out for a while. He's more character than like the working though. He can work. I'm his sure ass he off. can work. Oh, his he ass can off, work his but ass he's off. Little and his character is really what. So everybody from Ring of Honor is now free agent, basically. Uh, more or less, they've all been released from their contracts. They had the final Ring no. of Honor final battle. Oh no, final battles pro wrestling guerrilla, right? No, no, that was that, that was, was Ring of Honor. Yes. So they had final battle. There's and that was there's it. a lot of rumors going around that they're had to get their finances in order. They had to get kind of get everything cataloged, inventory. Like they had to figure their shit out before they're gonna either restart or they've just folded completely. So they're filing for bankruptcy. We just don't know if it's chapter eleven or, or a seven yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, the just. To tie it all together with Cardona, we're talking about a guy who was babyface all the way, other than his little run as the Edgeheads, which he probably has a lot um, to give to Ed, Like, Edge has a lot to do with him and Kurt getting mainstream with the Edgehead deal. Since the Edgeheads, he's been a face and beloved his entire career. Shows up to GCW where these guys are homers, and their guy is their guy, uh, Deathmatch King. Gage. Gage. And he's getting... Like weapons thrown at him after the match, and he became probably over the last six to eight weeks the number one heel in indie wrestling. Oh yeah, and well, he's embraced it. He's he's arguably the hardest working person in wrestling right now today. Hundred percent. Not only not only has he transformed his body to being like he's an okay looking guy, you know. He showed up to AEW and he looked like he ate himself. Yeah, yeah, but it was a ten day. It was a it was a cup of tea. And, four, and, he had a four-week four, four contract or whatever. I think, but, the, I yeah, think he, the reason he, he did, he did fight that, four times? I think yeah. the reason he did that is because he wants to turn his image around and go back to Vince, and I think he knew if he signed a legitimate deal with yeah, AEW, Vince would never take him back. That's why he's doing Game Changer Wrestling and all the other little bullshit. He, He'll be back in NYWC for a one-off, I bet. He did what... what um, when Cody left the WWE, Cody became king of the indies and went and wrestled everybody, wrestled all the top guys in all the indies. Like like White Bro was saying, he met everybody, did everything, and created this new mold of this is what you do when you leave one of the big companies. You go to the indies, you work your ass off, you sell your T-shirts, you sell your, your 8x10s, you do that. Cardona is taking that to an entirely new level. He's changing the way the whole company does their merch. He's doing all of GCW's merch. He's not just doing his own merch. Yeah. He, he's redesigning the whole company's merch. He's doing everything. But he's not just work. You know, he's he's contracted to Impact. Yeah. No, uh, I know that. So he he works Impact every week. He works all the. I think Game Changers what once a month, probably or something like twice that. a month, maybe. twice a month maybe. He's doing all the Game Changer stuff, and then he's going to like. High school gyms and putting on five star matches he's with like, going these to Indies be guys on whatever that street is in Deer Park. I guarantee he'll be there within the next calendar year. I've we been, just got to be at that show. Been, Psycho Circus is next month. We should go. We should if, definitely if go. If COVID doesn't shut it down, we should go. Yeah, I'm I'll in. go. I'm in. I've been there. Yeah. I'm down with that. What? I've been before. Yeah, we all have. <laughs> so listen, if you're a local on Long Island and you've never been to NYWC and you're a professional wrestling fan, you're doing yourself a tremendous disservice. Yeah, you need to get to the sport toy. I'm going to tell you right now that you just said that. That's funny that you say that because I've brought people that don't watch wrestling at all, and they're like, oh, really? Like, do I have to? Blah, blah, blah. Guys, girls, both. And they'll be like, oh, I don't, you know, oh, whatever. This is going to be stupid. No, don't worry. You'll love it. Blah, blah, blah. We get in there, and after, like, the first 15 minutes, shit you not, multiple times, they've looked at me and go, I, I get it. This is awesome. I get it now. We need to sit front row next time. Like, like that's how they are. It's 2011. My buddy, John Romanowski. You guys don't know John Rom. Big John. You've Big heard, Johnny. White Bread has heard me talk about Big John. Big Cat. Big Cat moved to Ireland 2011. Prior to that, 
we went, maybe it was 2010, maybe even 2009. We went on a monthly basis to NYWC every single month. And then when I met White Bread, I was still kind of going once in a while, but not as much. And he and I started going on a monthly basis. It's, there's nothing like it. There's, I mean, if you, if you, anywhere you live, if you live listening to this and you don't live on Long Island, you live anywhere else, find your local promotion, go support your local wrestlers. You never know who you're going to see there. The last NYWC event that, that White Bread and I went to, Orange Cassidy was there. Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander was there. I think we saw MJF there. Could have been. John Silver, Alex Reynolds, Tony Nese, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers. Yeah. You know, they're all from, Mikey Mondo. Yeah, they're all from NYWC. So if you're if you're anywhere in the country listening to our podcast and you need to to get your wrestling fix in and it's not doing it for you on TV, go find your local promotion. Support, it's different. Yeah. Support and, your local and, wrestlers. And like going to an A, even AEW, the tickets are pretty cheap. It's pretty affordable. It's still an expensive night, especially you're taking the kids out. You sure. got some sons. WWE fucking impossible for a dad to take two of his sons out. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, a regular working class guy. You go to NYWC. It's if you buy the tickets early, I think it's fifteen or twenty. Fifteen bucks or ahead. twenty bucks, yeah. And then it's like three dollars sodas and hot dogs. And but shit. everybody so there night. cares. Well, not only like, that, it, they're just like so invested and so in and, love and, with and, the program. And like the majority the... of the wrestlers are either getting it's either the hot dog and a handshake, or they're making ten, twenty bucks. So they're not there for a paycheck. Maybe right. one guy there is getting paid. They're a, there a because lot of they love it. Yeah. All right. And, and, not, and they've chosen the product. And the experience you're going to get, you're going to see some great wrestling guys who are trying to make it. You're going to get to meet every single one of those wrestlers at one point or the other. I mean, Grim Reefer. We smoked a joint with Grim Reefer out in the parking lot. I mean, yeah. you, you just you don't you don't get closer than that. And like, yeah, you can go to WWE. You can meet Roman Reigns. But you're going to wait online for five hours. You're going to get up there. He's going to not even look you in the eye. He's going to sign your autograph. Oh, what's your name? That's great. What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. And you're just one of a number. You go to this thing. They care that you came. They appreciate that you came. They want to support you as much as you want to support them. It's... You just don't you don't beat indie wrestling at this point because yeah, it's evolved it, into what it is now. It is a good experience. It really is. Go support your local indie wrestlers, guys. That's a good way to close the show, I think. As always, we're brought to you by House of Havoc Podcast and Tiger Brand Productions, Sachi De Nero, and State Thirsty Company. Peace out.